You're listening to the vocal minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. <laughs> mm. Hot. How much time? You're on. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time until we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Are you ready? Time will tell who we are. The minority with Nick and Steve. We're always ready for something. Booyah. Uh, take two. We're back, everybody, for episode number seven, I do believe, of the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski. Can, uh, yeah. can we hear you, Brewski? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. We can we hear can. you. All okay. right. That's Brewski yeah. from Boston. I'm Steve from Northern California slash Lake Tahoe. Uh, Nick Reynolds over there from the greater PNW, as we like to say when you're hip. The, the 206. Northwest. Yeah. 206 in the house. Welcome to the program. Hey, if you want to get in contact with, uh, uh, with us, the easiest way is just to go to our website, thevocalminority.net. Yes. And then you can uh, just message us right through the uh, website there. And we've got all kinds of other social media. What are they, Steve? Yeah, we're on them. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. And we're on Twitter. Uh, some version of the vocal minority with Nick and Steve for all of those. And uh, a gigantic thanks to everyone who's been watching all of our videos and uh, sharing and commenting because uh, the social media is where we get the most traffic at the moment. But it's directly translating to the podcast side of things. Um, yeah. I've mentioned yeah. before, I can see the little dots on our analytic map as to where you all are listening. And What's your favorite new spot from this week? Uh, well, Michigan has finally jumped on the map, thanks to my hometown people. So we got some nice. people there. Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin came onto the map. Good, oh, good. Yeah. That could be Jeffrey Dahmer's family, dude. They're, that's where, they're from that area. Nice. Uh, Wichita, Kansas, still rocking hard for us. So that's been fun. Uh, Seattle expanding, actually, quite rapidly, Nick. Yeah, I uh, I saw that, and I think that's awesome. I mean, hopefully some of our old listeners are starting to figure it out again, or people are spreading the word in our old circle. So Yes, I believe that is the case. This, uh, this show right here, we started as a uh, call-in radio talk show back in the early 2000s, and originally we were on a, a limited syndication thing. We were on in Seattle, Wichita, Kansas, and Baltimore, Maryland, and for some reason that's where our audiences started again. So, yeah. As we've been mentioning, if you're hearing this, help us spread the word, share our stuff on social media, uh, tell your people about it, and contact us. We want to we want to talk to any of you that have uh, found us in the early stages of all of this. And we get we got uh, we got fairly aggressive with the content uh, on platforms this week, right? Yes, a little bit. Some of them I kind of felt bad about. Um, Why? You didn't think they were up to par or what? No, they're just a little brutal. You know, we. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Stabbing Cabin is out there. That's a fun one. Go find that. Hookers. Um, What's that? Hookers. Hookers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We have a lot of talk going on about uh, cannibalism for some reason between uh, Dahmer and Army Hammer. Uh, yeah. I just threw up from last week's segment talking about cannibalism. So uh, (laughs) go check all that out. We spoke about accents. We did. We talked we did. about how sexy Brewski is when he leaves the greater Boston area because right. he's got an accent. So <laughs> so that is all fun and good. Uh, there's one, Nick, that I'm just hesitant to post. Do you know which one I'm referring to? 
Have I seen it or heard about it? Well, you were part of the show, so I think you heard it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know right off the top of my head. Why? Give me a hint. Uh, yeah, uh, Stitches. Stitches. Oh, yes. You asshole, dude. You cannot do that. You you can do it if you get creative with the editing. I'll, uh, I'll have to experiment. It was the best title I ever came up with, and I just Listen. started giggling uncontrollably. I realized <laughs> it was horrible. Listen, the, let's just say right now that this, I don't know why we're being so cryptic about it. When my sister had a baby brewski, you remember oh. one of her friends was like, put a couple extra stitches in her. <laughs> and uh, Steve said, Steve texted me on Sunday of all days, the Lord's Day. Yeah, and it was at church, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And asks me if he can title it what uh bitches get stitches oh now that i like that a lot <laughs> but, uh, can i can i call either of your sister a bitch and you'll be all right with it i'm not calling oh. her a bitch i'm just referring to females <laughs> as bitches like female dogs right does that make exactly. it better if i'm comparing her to a female dog i don't know i i don't it know if clever it though right or, huh? or a bitch stitch i don't know yeah way. exactly I'm just you, thinking you, marketing. You know what? I'm, I'm trying not to here pissy. to stifle creativity. Well, it seems wrong, but uh, it seems funny too. So I like that. Yeah. I like him quite a bit, actually. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, so check anyway. us out on the social media platforms. That's why I brought it up because we got a bunch of new clips up. Yeah. So yeah, find us on there. Share it. Uh, as mentioned, you're you're in on the early stage of the game. So uh, yeah, we're going worldwide. It's fun. It's like the early days of COVID when we were watching the little dots on the map just slowly expand around the country, and you thought it's not really going to get over the whole country, is it? Well, let's hope that it travels that quickly, dude. That'd be something for the ages. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So uh, you know, we're going to keep doing our thing, and yeah, you guys keep listening out there, and uh, yeah, thanks for it. So yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, uh, yeah. Should we talk? about what we got coming up yeah so uh big show today of course everybody uh we have plenty of news stories that we need to get to we do have some personal updates and whatnot um uh we have a guest we're going to talk with today though and he's actually sitting in our lobby <laughs> so i guess guys we can bring him in anytime but let's <laughs> set this up i uh i don't i don't often recall us having guests on the show that i'm sort of uh, morally uh on the fence about wondering if it's actually a good idea <laughs> to do, uh, even discuss the topic but okay one of our global listeners i had mentioned that we have somebody listening in england somebody's listening in belgium and somebody's listening in malaysia well i know who the person listening in england is now because they reached out to us and uh -huh. he uh he's got a website that at uh first what, is it Jim's, Jim Slip? I don't know who that is, so the answer is no. Okay. Um, the guy's got a website that I thought was about how to catch people when they're cheating in a relationship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like that TV is. show, Cheaters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I kind of glanced over the email. I was like, hey, cool. The guy from England reached out, and he was like, you know, I got this website about cheating, and, you know, I'd love to come on the show. And I thought, hey, cheating. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a universal topic. So it turns out, though, his website is about how to get away with cheating. Yeah, uh, when I went to his webpage, then I noticed like uh, there's plenty of testimonials there, right? That say, like, <laughs> been married 34 years, got a wife and a lot of side pieces, and I've never been happier. <laughs> so, yeah, and this guy teaches people how to cheat and not get caught. 
Yes. And he won't come on camera with us. He's going to phone in. And I was like, why won't you go on camera? And he's like, isn't it obvious? So he's clearly, <laughs> he's married or in a relationship and is clearly cheating. So he doesn't want his face on our show. Uh, but yeah, he's going to call in. And like I said, I, like, I'm not, we're not doing this as a pro cheating segment because I think cheaters are, you know, skanky pieces of shit. But I told my wife uh, before we did get ready to do the podcast, I was like, hey, we're having a guy on today that's going to help me cheat flawlessly. Right. And she had her glasses on and she <laughs> looks at me like, yeah, you want to do that? I was like, I'm just kidding. My God, right. <laughs> not even supposed to joke about cheating anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think those jokes would go over well in your average relationship. Uh, yeah. Have you guys seen the TikTok videos where people will like the guy leaves the house and he'll text his wife and say, hey, I'm, I'm leaving now. I'll be there in five minutes. And then the wives always come running out. Why are you motherfucker? What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't think those jokes usually go over very well. I will point out this, though. I would think if you take his advice and reverse engineer it, you could see if somebody's doing it to you. It's exactly what I was thinking, dude. I mean, okay. this can this can you know benefit everybody who's listening, and right. it'll be interesting at the very least. Why do you call him Dark Horse? That's what he calls himself. Again, he's not willing to show his face, so I assume he's not willing to use his real name either. He's like a, a Trojan slipping through. I guess so. I mean, I suppose these are all questions we can ask him, and if we uh, have the time or desire, we can get his take on British food, since uh, that's where he's yeah, at. That's but. always a possibility. Are you ready for this, Brewski? You're not that too debate. upset, are you? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. So, yeah, so we got the cheater, and then we've got other uh, stories to get to. Um, we, we've got STDs to talk about today. We have fast food restaurants. We have marijuana we'll be discussing at some point here. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of fun things here on the Vocal Minority Show. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Let's all head right. on over to the dark horse, dude. Now with this uh, talk, I'm all right. getting I'm excited. admitting him now. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> here he comes on in. Let's, uh, I don't even know where to start with this other than to find out how did this become the uh, the hobby. Dark Horse, can you hear us? Hello, Dark Horse. Hello, sir. How are we? Oh, there he is. Oh, you hey. are a champion. What's up, Dark Horse? Welcome to the program. Guys? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're, yeah, welcome. you're very welcome. Steve came across your uh, email after you reached out to us, and we were like, a couple of days before that, we were like, who's listening in... Where were they? England. Liverpool? Now, well, Dark Horse and I were discussing that. It, these, this geo-tracking is not pinpoint accurate. It's kind of wherever your server is. So he's somewhere in England. What yeah. does it matter? He's our yeah. English listener. Dark Horse, do you feel good about the fact you're the only person in the United Kingdom currently listening to us? I actually do. I'm uh, incredibly flattered. But, but to be fair, it is 11.30 at night. Um, on a Monday, so hopefully most people are tucked up in bed with a, a nice cup of cocoa. Nice. Yeah, well, we'll be posting this, so uh, the Brits can find it in the morning, I guess. So <laughs> Exactly. And start telling some people, goddammit. We need some more people over there <laughs> listening. So. No problem. I'll be sharing it on my uh, social, so don't you worry. That's no, fantastic. You know, it's interesting that we can't see what he looks like, because just hearing his accent, uh, we were talking about the fact that women love accents. Now, there in England, you are you don't have an accent, but over here you do. So you're already turning on listeners. Fantastic. What can I say? It's it's women watching too many Hugh Grant movies. I, I blame Hugh Grant or thank I, him. Say. I think that's probably true. I, uh, we were talking about how just women love these accents and Hugh is probably the original of that. My wife or my mother have loved him at one point. 
based off his accent. Obviously not his behavior because he was screwing women behind his wife's back in a car at one point. Prostitutes, right? Yeah, it was a tranny, too. I don't know if that matters. <laughs> yeah, really. What does that matter? I'm really attracted to Paddington Bear. So just hearing you talk, it's got me all warm and fuzzy. So fantastic. Well, we've been in the news a lot. A lot's been happened with our royal family. So um, I, I suppose uh, all all the world all the worldwide press uh, has been featuring British accents of late. Yes. Yeah. It's been all a right. big big horny fest over here all right dark horse so let's get into this so we were just talking about the fact that when you first reached out to us and i appreciate you doing that i i sort of just skimmed through it all and i saw that you had a website about cheating and i assumed that it was how to you know d- discover if somebody in your life was cheating on you but it turns out your website is actually about how to get away with cheating is that That's correct exactly right quite the opposite from what you initially <laughs> thought so um yeah my uh, my website is 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 not necessarily i mean people mistake it for catching cheaters or helping people cheat it, right. it's neither of those it's certainly a website to help people who already cheat get away with it I see. So you're not trying to plant the idea, but if you're already a cheater and you go to uh, cheatershandbook.com, you're saying you can help them, what, perfect the art? Correct. Yeah. A little bit of tradecraft never hurt anyone. You can ask the CIA. Um, but yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the whole plan is helping cheaters not to get caught, being sensible about cheating. Um, you, you know, the truth is, if you look at, uh, I, I know you guys, um, have heard of sites like Ashley Madison, which are sort of mm. famous for people who cheat to find other people who cheat. Yeah. Um, and even despite the fact they've got a whole, uh, allegedly a whole number of bots, I mean, they still have 60 million users. Wow. And that number tells you a lot about the world of cheating. Uh, there's, you know, if you were to go by their numbers, there's 60 million people who are either curious, have cheated once or are regular cheaters. Um, and so I, I know I'm not in the minority, but what I thought is too many people make amateur mistakes, too many people get caught whilst they're at it. Uh, and I, as a joke, uh, really uh, thought, well, what would happen if I started a blog uh, helping people um, get away with cheating? And, and it sort of started as me having kept the cheating a secret, even from my own friends for well over a decade. And it got to a point where I just needed a place to outlet stories journeys mistakes i've made um and within a couple of a couple of blog posts the british press picked up on it uh, and we started to get a little bit of more well, quite a lot of virality wow. oh now you are a champion so uh, do, do you feel terrible about this or is cheating just something that you're you're comfortable with and you figure why not help um, do, do you mean, am I comfortable with cheating on my own wife or am I comfortable helping others get away with it? I would say both. I mean, I'm not a big fan of cheaters, so it seems like you're, you know, it's like if I had a website on how to get away with murder, like I would feel a little dirty about trying to help people yeah. be better at a bad thing. But yeah, where, where's your moral uh, compass on all of this? Oh God. So, um, something I get asked obviously on, on every podcast, um, And this is going to sound like maybe semantics or me justifying it to myself, but even though I do cheat, I don't consider myself a cheater. I almost feel you've got to be caught to be called a cheater. (laughs) I I feel like I'm someone who's... Yeah, Yeah, that's semantic. Okay. I feel like I'm someone who who cheats. uh, I have three young children and nice. um, a lot of guys with kids will understand that once you've had kids, you're sort of at the bottom of the pecking order of the, you know, you're at the bottom of the ladder in terms of getting attention. Um, and it was just something I've done since even before I was married. 
Um, and un unfortunately, I've done it for so long uh, that it's become a big normal part of my life. But uh -huh. definitely, I want to say to your listeners, I acknowledge cheating is wrong. Uh, and I acknowledge that I'm broken um, on every piece I write for the media. That That's something I sort of say at the beginning mm. that I know this is so wrong. I respect that. I mean, I respect that you you say it's wrong. The yeah, you respect the responsibility <laughs> is the issue with it all. But I want to ask you this, Dark Horse: Did your dad cheat on your mom? Not that or I vice know versa. Not that I know of. He might have just been really good at getting away with yeah. it. He might, be, he might run in the family DNA. He might run in the family business. You could trait. be second generation. Dark Horse: Are any of your kids? Uh, do you have a daughter? I have three daughters. Yes. So how would you feel if down the road uh, some guy is reading your blog and using it to cheat on one of your daughters? Oh, God. Well, my oldest is eight. And if I've still got a blog by the time she's dating, <laughs> I'll definitely be doing something wrong. Uh, at, at some point, this blog will disappear. Um, oh, OK. Especially when, you know, the, the, the same press that I write for suddenly decide to turn around and go, let's unmask Dark Horse and decide to hire a private detective to uh, to track me down. So uh, I, I, I think um, it's about leaving on when, when, when I sort of hit my peak with all the writing versus uh, when I'm discovered. That's the art, knowing when to leave a party. Well, you, you said and I you are... started this off as, a, as kind of a hobby or a, an outlet for yourself. Have you monetized it? No, not at all. Um, I, I, I sort of have a form saying, you know, if you want some relationship coaching. So how, how I framed it is I said, cheating has to be the hardest form of dating. And if I can be married and see multiple women and you're single and having issues, then perhaps you should call me. Again, in jest, I've had half a dozen emails. <laughs> I throw out ridiculous sums. I'm like, I charge $1,000 an hour, which obviously I don't. Sure. And then I never hear from them again. So there's some people who do write to me and do want help. But no, I haven't monetized it. The plan to monetize it will simply be like most blogs. Uh, get a huge amount of traffic and put sure. some ads on it and yeah. just let it tickle over in the background. Interesting. Yeah. So you said you've been a cheater since before you got married. So like high school even, or yeah, you've just always yeah. been a cheater? Since the age of 18, I was one of those unfortunate kids that didn't do very well in my teens with women. Um, and then um, after I sort of turned 18, I discovered something called the gym. Uh, and decided to hit the gym and 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 buy some better clothes and, and I don't mean designer but I mean clothes that actually fit me um, and that gave me a new level of confidence um, and so I got my first girlfriend at 17 18 and then accidentally got another one and I went wow this is a bit of a game and and let's just start collecting them and see how we get on and the do they know that more. they're the the other woman do they know you're cheating on someone else yeah. So um, in the last 10 years, I've tried everything. I started by telling women um, I was single. I said I was separated. I said I was divorced. Kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to hide three car seats in the back of a car <laughs> and remove them. And then about six years ago, I thought, well, what would happen if I'm just honest and say to women, look, I'm actually married. I do this because I like the attention. And I started discovering a better quality of a fair partner. Wow. So women wow. who didn't want a guy with baggage, women who just wanted to have a bit of fun, have some attention. Um, and it, it eliminated the risk of them showing up at my doorstep going, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't tell me you were married. No so, one's ever fallen in love with you and showed up at your doorstep. I've had one person who's fallen in love with me and I stupidly fell in love with her. 
She was the only person I ever considered leaving my wife for. But no, luckily, no one's ever shown up to the door. You broke your own rules, Dark Horse. You broke, broke your own, own rules. I broke my own heart. <laughs> wow. All right, we're talking with Dark Horse, the, uh, the mystery man behind uh, CheatersHandbook.com, a man who teaches you how to be better at a uh, terrible thing. So my question, Dark Horse, based on your experience, are cheaters always cheaters, or can someone cheat once and then just be done with it? You know, to be really honest, I mean, obviously, I don't speak on behalf of everyone who cheats. But uh, what I would say is we're all individuals. And I have friends who've had drunken nights out and have had a one night affair and have spent the last five years feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. uh, whilst I also have other friends who have plenty of one night stands and flings and mistresses. So um, I, I suppose we're all unique. I, I think that the honest answer is some people will cheat once and then the guilt and the moral compass kicks in and they'll never do it again like much like touching a hot plate uh and i think for people like me you try it once and there's a buzz and a thrill and a high uh and you'll do anything to chase that high do you uh have any thought about your wife cheating on you i mean do you worry oh, about it yeah. yeah so i get asked that all the time i mean I, I i do worry about it but she's an incredibly busy woman and she's very busy with work her business and our kids and uh, you know, statistically, the chances are quite low of that happening. But it has crossed my mind. I mean, it would be the ultimate fuck you. I'm not like, I don't know if I can swear on this. Uh, you can. You can. Yeah. Oh, great. It would be the ultimate fuck you to me. So, um, How would that land? Do you think? Do you Would you like high five or like, hey, you pulled it off? I didn't know. Or would it devastate you? It would probably devastate me. I know. I'm a hypocrite. Look, I like my cake and I want to eat it. And I'm the <laughs> ultimate hypocrite. I appreciate I'm no your honesty. I'm no narcissist, but I, I certainly am a hypocrite. I it's interesting how honest heard. you are for a guy who's teaching how to lie. <laughs> Does anyone else well, see the irony there? How do people how to lie? I'm teaching people how to cover their tracks, and there's a distinction in that. Oh, okay. Well, so all right. So let's get into it then. What are the the I don't know the top three mistakes people make when they're out there cheating? Oh God. Well, it's it's you know they've you, you've you've heard the phrase right. It's never the crime. It's always a cover up. Yes. Um, mm. Most people would get away with cheating. I think the most embarrassing cheaters in my eyes are the ones that feel so guilty they confess. I mean, uh, that's amateur mistake one. Uh, people, <laughs> okay, so no morals. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, no deny, morals. deny, deny. Yeah, die with that lie. I don't know if you guys are into the mafia stuff, but John Gotti said, if you rob a church and get caught with the steeple sticking out of your ass, you still deny it. Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of, that's a lot like me. Um, the, the second thing is most people get caught use, on their phones, right? Like your phone is a beacon. Uh -huh. You'll be messaging someone back and forth. And that's ultimately what what gets you caught. Um, and then this, the hard evidence, the smell of perfume on your clothes, hair in the car, <laughs> hair where it shouldn't be. And, and so the simplest things, you know, credit card statements, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the most things that we think are so basic, uh, that's what gets people caught. How the many cell phones do you have? Right, I was going to say, I so have, how do you cover those tracks? So I have a burner, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I have a burner <laughs> phone, which, uh, which my assistant manages. Uh, and then I obviously have my own normal phone, uh, which which I carry around. Have uh, you, and, and have I you also ever use on my normal phone? I use uh, uh, a secret secret apps like Kick and like Telegram apps that my wife has never even heard of. Uh, and if I'm very close to that particular affair partner, I will chat to them from my own handset. But they're self deleting messages. So on on yeah. things like Telegram, it will self delete after a few seconds. 
Wow. Wow. It sounds like you've uh, you've got it down. How many years have you been a cheater then? God. I don't know. So how as long as, oh, I'm 40 now and I've been cheating since I was 18, 19. So for a while. Right. And I've been married for 10 years. You think you got more than 10,000 hours into it? Oh, Are you God, a master? I, I don't know. And I've never people have got how many affairs have you had? I've never counted. How many women have you slept with? I've never counted. Well, what's your for guess, me? though? What are we talking? Dozens? Hundreds? What? Dozens. Mm, OK. Mm, OK. And how are you staying uh, disease free from all of this? Are you practicing safe sex or yeah, you throw it all yeah. to the wind? Yeah, no, very safe sex and, and regular checks at the doctor. He's, he's obviously in the know of my activities. Um, uh, and uh, I have plenty of friends who are doctors, so I get plenty of tests done regularly. <laughs> uh, but I practice safe sex. I mean, for me, you know, this is it's interesting that you brought the sex up because a lot of people uh, correlate cheating to sex. Yeah. Um, and if you've been doing it for as long as I have, it actually isn't about the sex. It's about getting attention. It's about someone listening to you without saying, take out the trash, pick up the kids. Uh, it, it's almost like having someone to have intimate moments with without them being interrupted with other sort of regular house day-to-day -day shit. And so why don't me, you just emotionally cheat then? I do that a lot as well, actually uh, on Instagram, you know, you'll meet women across the other side of the world and, uh, I, there are three or four women that I talk to regularly, and it's almost like we're in an affair, but we've never met. We'll FaceTime, we'll chat. What's the difference between an emotional affair and just having a friend? Are you sexting or something? Is it getting dirty? Yeah. Was it was it when Harry met Sally or uh, one of the movies where it goes yes. women and men can't be friends? And, and I actually yeah. do believe that. I think the only time women and men are friends is when the man is trying to sleep with the woman. I mean, I have a few friends who are women and, and they're a bit like sisters and it would never happen. But I, I typically I, I can't imagine how that would go down with my wife if I said, hey, that person's a friend of mine. We're just going out for dinner, much like I would probably have something to say if she was going out with a, a bloke or, or a guy for dinner. Interesting. One of my best friends is a woman and I do think of her as a sister. So, right, and when right. I first but got with right. my, I, when I first got with my ex, she was very suspicious of the whole thing. And I explained like, she's like a sister, like there's no part of that going on, but, but yeah, you're right. It's, I guess, complicated a lot of times when men and women are friends. Right. You <laughs> feel like this, uh, the fact that you get to live life on your terms makes you a better father. Definitely. I wrote about that in my first blog. I think I'm more present at home. Uh, I'm more fulfilled with life. I, I think, I mean, you guys have an interesting uh, gig in the fact that you get to interview different people. So your days are never really the same. But most men out there have pretty monotonous lives, right? They're mm. at work, they go home to their family, and then the next day it's like Groundhog Day. And I think what cheating has done for me is added a whole level of excitement um, without having to sort of look forward to the next holiday four months away. I have weekly excitement. I have something to look forward to every week, and that makes life incredibly exciting. Do you still have regular sex with your wife? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. So you're, fa you're fascinating, Dark Horse. I'm, I know. I'm trying to Maybe gauge you. To and you don't sound like an asshole to me. You, you sound like a nice person and someone I would want to be friends with, but uh, yeah, I I thought I was going to think you were an asshole, and I don't. So it's the accent. Bravo. He just sounds nice. That's all. <laughs> Is it the accent? <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I did a podcast. My first ever podcast I did last month, and uh, the the woman who interviewed me said the exact same thing. She goes, "I wanted to hate you. I tried my hardest to absolutely detest you, um, but you know it's wrong, and you're so honest about it that." And you're not encouraging men to have affairs that I absolutely, you know, can't say anything 
uh, are bad about you other than your moral compass is hugely fucked. Right. Are you, are, are you not encouraging men to have affairs? I mean, it kind of sounds uh, like you're, you're painting a roadmap. So that he's would not be recruiting some. new. He's yeah, not recruiting I'm not because, new you know, the, the, the new guys who, who, who are going to cheat, um, you know, they're, they're likely to get caught, right? They're going to make an amateur mistake or they'll go to one of these dating websites. And what I'm not saying to people is come over and cheat. It's great. The trouble is cheating is, uh, if you take the fun aside, it is a big juggling act. It's yeah. mentally exhausting. It's hard enough to keep one woman happy, let alone several. Right. I don't expensive. want to disappoint multiple women at one time. You know? Right. And it's expensive. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, let's look at the real realism of it, booking hotel rooms and restaurants. Yes. And, Does your uh, wife think you make less than you do? How are you? How is that cash going away like that? She doesn't see what I make. I own several businesses and she doesn't know what I make. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I provide and that's all that matters. The mama Anyone don't know that, money. Exactly. The fuck. You Anyone money. at any of the hotels you <laughs> the go to you know money. you as a regular? I never stay at the same hotel. Part of my tricks. I never stay at the same hotel. I have an Amex Platinum. I have a concierge at the other end of that phone. And she keeps a track of where I've stayed. And I never stay at the same hotel ever once. Wow. And are you, you mentioned not coming home, you know, smelling of perfume and stuff. So is showering a part of your normal routine? How does that go? Oh my God, it gets worse. Can I be really honest? It actually Please. gets worse. So if I sometimes say, hey, I'm going to the gym for the day, I'm playing tennis, I'm going to hang out with some friends and I, I leave the house wearing, say, a black t-shirt and blue joggers, I will have the exact same pair in the car. Have my fun, shower, come home looking the exact same, but of course, smelling fresh. Or wow. should I say not smelling of perfume? Right. You don't find this exhausting? It's exhausting. That's what I'm saying. There's something <laughs> so wrong with me. <laughs> well, you acknowledge you're broken, so I guess that's something. Let me explain. Let me tell you a theory I have about sex, and I'd be curious to hear what you think of it. And this is actually, this was a, uh, I think it was Dana Carvey did this in a stand-up bit when I was like, I don't know, 18, and I, I grabbed onto it. He said that... He said that he doesn't want to have sex with a million different women. He wants to find one woman and have sex with her a million times. Like, get one woman and just fuck her every way you can, do everything kinky you can. And I totally agree with that philosophy. I don't want quantity. I want quality. What do you think about that, Dark Horse? No, I want quantity and quality. <laughs> and I want variety. Um, you know, think of it like Baskin Robbins. I want a bit of every flavor. So, you know, um, uh, you know, it, it's... I mean, my answer to that would be once you've, you know, fucked a woman a million different times, then what? And and so that, you know, it comes back to getting a bit of variety and having that excitement. And like I said, a lot of this isn't about sex. Sex is a great bright product of cheating. Um, but being able to feel like a high school kid going for the chase, getting butterflies in your stomach, knowing that you've got someone else, it's confidence boosting. It does great things for your morale. And it adds a, another level of excitement to one's life. Wow. Have you ever got anyone pregnant? No, never. Just are you rubbering it up or what are you, yeah, what are you rubbering doing? Rubbering it up. Yeah. And, um, and luckily nothing's broken. So um, nothing's ever ripped. And no, I haven't got anyone pregnant. Thank God. But to be fair, if I'm really honest, most of the women I cheat with are, are professionals. Um, they wouldn't want to get pregnant. Uh, of late, I've been cheating with women who are married because I have less explaining to do. They're looking for some fun. They're looking for an outlet, as am I. Um, and the last thing they want to do is go home pregnant. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, Bruski, I, I saw some uh, cringing when I was talking about quantity versus quality. Are you more uh, quantity than quality? 
Well, it's like Doug Stanhope says, you know, once I fucked all your holes a, a bunch of times, you know, it's just going to get boring. And, and you got to get more things. creative. I, I got a zillion ideas. You're no, it's taking just, little it's, responsibility it's, for the sexual exhilarance in, in your it's relationship. Boring. It's mm. boring. Mm. Have you ever looked internally? Are you boring in bed, Brewski? No, not at all. Not at well, all. You mean because you have fetishes or are you a great lover? Well, I don't know. We, we've, all, we've all heard earlier episodes of this show and it's been a while since, you know, so I, I don't think that, that that's uh, I can say I'm a great lover, but I can say that in my relationship, like my last relationship, it got very, very boring. It just didn't. Right. It seems nothing. to me that if you're creative, it doesn't matter which which hole you're sticking it in. It's. But it doesn't matter if it's if it's Mary or Molly, like I'll have the same amount of fun over and over. Oh, no, it's completely it's it's completely different. And and the, re and the reason why I say that is, is that different people react to different things, different ways. I you understand know, the I, exhilarance of it. No, all. no, no. Uh, what, what I'm doing, what I what I do to, to one person that excite that may get her eh, okay but then other, another woman might actually like it and, and that sort of thing and even if you ask what do you like and that sort of thing it's just it just gets boring after a while it's all right so dark horse for different folks dude. let me ask you this question dark horse are there things that your wife won't do in bed that you then seek out with these other women oh no not at all it's not that it's it's not it's i mean i know we're focusing a bit on the sex but you know like i said earlier i mean the sex has it's the cheating isn't about the sex for me as childish as it sounds it is about getting attention um and so um you know what makes cheating fun is the secrecy um sex is a byproduct but i gotta say i love the chase you know for me that's probably the best bit of it all um, do you have some buddies that you do it with or do you ride solo dark horse i ride solo you do? Oh, no, we yeah, I don't want to be blackmailed. I'm really conscious. Like, I'm really sensible. Oh, no, it sounds weird. Strange words to put in a sentence. But <laughs> I, I am very sensible about how I cheat. Um, I'm sensible about who I tell. Um, and the last thing is, you know, you could tell your best friends and they may innocently tell their wife, you know, at least I'm not sure. like, oh, of course, I don't cheat like him. She may be what? She tells a hairdresser and then it Chinese whispers huh? that shit all the way back to my wife. So wow, I you got that I shit locked down. Like I was going to say, he has put yeah. some thought into this. I'm disciplined. I'm very, very, I'm disciplined by nature. I'm a disciplined businessman. I'm a disciplined person and I'm disciplined about the way I cheat. I, I feel like your wife would be uh, more hurt by catching you cheating physically or uh, emotionally. Emotionally, 100%. And I think most women out there could tolerate a husband having a drunkard one night stand. They won't tolerate a mistress because that that's so much more. Right? How many of you your know? affairs are ongoing versus one night stands? I don't do one night stands and I don't do flings. Wow. So, so what does that mean? How I have long affairs. do they I have last? Long -term, long term, like one to three month affairs. Okay. Do you have a cutoff? Like after three months, we got to end this thing, or do you just take yeah? When one of the parties starts to develop feelings, then that's the time to sort of hit the road. And that is you sometimes. Only once I've made that mistake, but generally it's them. Women will. I mean, it's such a terrible thing to say, but women typically get more they uh, for them sex is more emotional, and then the way they go about the affair is then more emotional. 
Mm, yeah, makes that sense. makes sense. And you're saying that it's not necessarily about the sex for you. So then do you ever have one of these flings or long-term affairs or whatever you want to call it, um, where the sex is really not that great, but it was just the conquest to get there? Or is the sex always good? Yeah, yeah, that's really common. That's sad and that's common and that's true. But yeah, that is uh, probably a very fair assessment of, of um, the sex with some of these affair partners. Do you ever feel dirty afterward? I never feel dirty and I never feel guilty. Hence the unbroken. Never. Wow. That never is fascinating. I am at such an opposite level that sometimes uh, I'll put some porn on my computer and jerk off. And as soon as I'm done, I'll be like, oh, I am such a filthy pile of shit. <laughs> well, you are. Come on. That's how I feel after I eat a KFC, but never after. I eat a <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. What about swingers? Is that cheating? Is that a, a world you dabble in? Have you ever thought about asking the wife if she wants to bring something? No, in? I wouldn't. I mean, I'm too precious about her. And no, it's not a world. To me, that feels dirty. But I mean, you know, far be it for me to judge. I'm sure plenty of people listening to this must think I'm, you know, a narcissistic, disgusting human being. Um, but no, it's not something that appeals to me, the swingers world. Uh, it seems too easy as well. I mean, that's a terrible thing to say. There's not much of a chase. You show up, there's a party, everyone knows what they're there for. Mm. You know, I, I kind of like uh, picking up one of the school mums that everyone thinks is attractive and no one has a, you know, a hope in hell of getting her in bed and I've done it. You know, there's something quite a sense of achievement in doing that. Do you have any line you draw if she's married, if she has kids? Uh, is there no any? Lines. Other than oh, I don't like the shit where I eat. So I try and not, I mean, if I meet someone locally, we'll make sure the affair happens far away. Last thing you want to do is be with your kids in the supermarket and you bump into them. Um, but very few lines, you know, in fact, recently, like I said, I prefer if they're married because there's less explaining to do. When I pick up, um, say, women in their 30s, they, they're completely, they start off by thinking you're an arsehole um you know you spend a couple of weeks they start to get to know you then you tell them you cheat you dabble they get completely curious and i don't know have you guys ever seen boiler room or glenn yeah, gary yes. glenn ross yes um yeah it's that scene it's ada attention interest decision action and women who never set out to cheat with you go through that process uh and then you end up closing them and that's fun and women in their 20s couldn't give a shit whether you're married or not so that's just from my experience, something I've noticed. Oh, is there a better demographic to cheat with then? 20-somethings, 50-somethings, yeah, what? Yeah, it sounds horrible. Women who are 28 and 29 and women who are 38 and 39. Anyone hitting the next decade, oh. they seem to have midlife crises, crises, and that seemed to be easier to close. Man, has Oxford called you to uh, teach a course? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I couldn't show my face. I mean, like I've, I've had... Uh, couple of requests to be on TV. They're doing a documentary on Ashley Madison. I've had the producers contact me. Um, and even the newspapers, they're like, we'll pay you $250 an article. And I'm like, if I give you my bank account, you'll know who I am. And so I'm, I'd rather write for free. Wow. We got to get you one of those V for a vendetta masks or something. Right. <laughs> Wow. Well, we're talking with Dark Horse, uh, cheatershandbook.com. And uh, as we've said earlier, I think we all kind of wanted to hate you, but you seem like a nice guy. And this is a fascinating discussion we're having here. Nick, thoughts? Now you are a champion. <laughs> he does. Like I said, uh, I think he seems like someone that we'd be friends with. He's, and you're also, I mean, you're very well spoken. You seem like you have feelings on some level of, uh, I guess I shouldn't say that every level other than cheating 
uh, you seem to have feelings and kind of like a sensitive guy. So well, he's you, acknowledging you he's got anomaly. something broken. And he's saying all of these women nowadays are also well aware he's cheating. So it's all consenting adults. It's a new world, Steve. It's a new world where, you know, what's that? Uh, hey, Bruski, what's the show that's on Netflix that's all sex and teenagers now? You don't know what it is. Euphoria. No, That's what oh, it is. Okay. Euphoria. Everybody's cheating these days. And I don't know. I mean, we're similar age to the Dark Horse. Uh, I don't know. I thought maybe it's a generational thing, but yeah, I don't know, dude. Everyone seems to be cheating. When I went and delivered pizzas, which I did for like a year during the pandemic to give myself something to do. All these kids I were, uh, was working with were high school or like up to 25. They were all cheating all the time. Hey, Dark Horse, how was cheating during the pandemic? Was that significantly harder or easier? To no, harder because in England, if you left the house during the first lockdown, you could be arrested. Uh, all the hotels were closed unless you were a key worker. So a medical professional, which I'm not. Um, and so instead of crying about it, I went out of my way to find doctors and nurses to have affairs with. And then they <laughs> you kidding me? Them. He's yeah, a problem solver. But can I just say, let me tell you some of the positives about cheating. Other than it yeah. gives me a high, it's exciting. I am the best version of myself. So I go to the gym four times a week. I'm well-dressed. Women don't want to cheat with someone they like who they're married to. So if their husband's in a particular routine and is a catch potato and doesn't pay them compliments, I want to be the complete opposite of that. So I go out of my way to get a, a weekly haircut. I go out of my way to hit the gym. I'm in better shape today than I've ever been. Um, and that's because, you know, that's part of the cheating profile. And it's, it's weirdly enough made me a better human being. Does your wife stay in good shape? Yeah, she goes to the gym three times a week. Oh. She's, she's always done that. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't know. Do you, don't do you know. think you're going to stop at some point? You said you're going to pull the blog like when your kids get older, but do you think you're going to retire from cheating at some point? I hope so. I hope I mature and grow up at some point. I mean, I really do. Yeah. And, um, It'll kick in any day, I'm sure. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, like I, I have said, you know, a lot of us men have vices and some men drink too much and some smoke too much. And, you know, for me, my vice is cheating and, and needing that attention elsewhere and you know, I, I think that is a vice. That is a problem. Um, and I hope to kick the habit. Wow. This is uh, the, I, this is not to dig into you personally, but uh, are you in therapy? And the only reason I ask that is because do you share? You said you mentioned it to your doctor. He's aware. But if you are in therapy, do you, do you talk about this? No, I'm not in therapy. I almost feel that I'm not ready to give up cheating. And part of me feels that if I see a therapist, um, then it could push me down the road sooner than I'm ready to go down it. Right. No therapist is going to sit back and go, hey, what you're doing is fantastic. They're going to, at some point, they're going to, you know, to do their job properly, they're going to go, what you're doing is so fucked up. <laughs> right. They're going to challenge you. Yeah. And that's the last thing I want. And I, I, it's the last thing I want to hear. I mean, I come on podcasts a lot. And I, you know, people will attack me and say stuff or I'll write for certain websites where people have been cheated on and you should see the hate mail I get and the vitriol. Yeah, I can true. put up with all of that. But sitting down with a, a, a trained professional who looks me dead in my eye and goes, you've got to stop. I, I just don't think I'm ready. Have yeah. you ever had a guy track you down? <laughs> Someone, you know, uh, someone you're cheating with person, husband, boyfriend. No, because uh, uh, the, the women I cheat with, I teach them all the tricks of the trade. And so I help them be careful. It's sort of part of the process. Wow. 
I feel yeah, I, did I, I they feel sign like an I, NDA? No, they fucking should. That's a great idea. <laughs> Put it on the blog. Make, yeah, my lawyer's already making enough money off me. I might as well throw that into the mix. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I have to shower all of a sudden. I don't know. This discussion. <laughs> all right, Dark Horse. Uh, as we wrap things up here, are, uh, do you have any, I don't know, words of wisdom, the golden rule? Just go to your website to read it all, or is there some yeah, starting I mean, you know, point? Anyone for- interested? I mean, I, I've not mentioned the, the site, and thank you so much for mentioning it a few times. Um if anyone's curious about how to get away with it, by all means, just subscribe. We're not selling anything. We're not out to push anything. But if anyone is on the fence about cheating, I would say don't do it. Don't open this door. Don't go down this road. Mm. You know, Cheating can be addictive uh, and it can be destructive. You know, It can break up your family, can mess up your kids' lives. Um, and you know, if you are on the fence, then you know, don't, don't at all do this. Uh, but if you are someone listening to this who is a regular cheater or cheats once in a while, just be careful and learn how to be smarter about it. You know, the idea is to protect your family from your other life. Wow. Have you ever had someone approach you and say, I'm married to a woman, but I want to cheat with a guy? Do you have any advice on that? Or is this advice uh, gender neutral? Yeah, it's gender neutral. But that scenario sounds great. You know, I've never had that happen to me yet. Oh, well, there you go. I, ha- I have slept with someone who was a lesbian before, and she went back to being a lesbian, and that completely destroyed my self worth. Wow. Um, are are you bisexual? Like, no, I'm not. Well, yeah. I think I've given a whole new thing, though, to go I down. Am, so. I am genuinely, as, as much as the cheating side sounds dirty and horrible, I am not into kinky stuff. I'm not into, you know, food products in the bed, whips, chains. I mean, I'm a pretty vanilla guy in the bedroom. You know, as long as they climax, I'm a happy man. But I have no kinks, right? This isn't about leading a wild sexual life or, you know, racking up the numbers. This is simply about having that almost girlfriend experience with one or more women. And, and right now I've got three different women on rotation. Wow. Is that that's the current stable right now? You've got three women. Well, yeah, it's just worked out like that. And I'm trying to sort of get rid of one of them. She's starting to get a bit too emotional and sort of sending me gifts, which is always a red flag. Um, and keep the other two going because, you know, gifts is a start and then showing up at the door is the next bit. So try and nip these things in the bud quite quickly. What's your breakup advice? What's the best way to cut these things off? Always. Oh, my God. Now, this is going to make me seem like a narcissist. So I was called manipulative, but it is a good strategy. Pick a fight and have her dump you. That way she doesn't show up for the house. (laughs) If you're the person that does the dumping, she will resent you forever. Always let her feel like she's in control. Wow. You have designed a way <laughs> to thoroughly not yeah. take any accountability for any of this. This is really yes. impressive how much thought you put into all this. This is, is amazing. as terrible as it is. Wow. It, I don't know what to tell you, fellas. It's uh it's a fucked up life I lead. Right. Uh, here, I've got a I've got a theme song for your eventual new podcast here. I just want bang bang bang. I don't want a relationship. I just want bang bang bang. I don't want to know your name. I just want bang bang bang. Bang. <laughs> the bang 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 so, podcast so we're not going with the james bond theme tune <laughs> <laughs> nah, i don't want to make obvious fancy. british jokes that's fine <laughs> wow all right well cheatershandbook.com dark horse um i appreciate you listening to us over there please spread the word i guess not to anyone you know directly though because that would be bad maybe tell the, uh, the other women we can get some of them listening yeah, and you know, weirdly enough, all the women I date have seen my blog and they'll comment on it. And one of them has even asked to write for it. So, yeah, it is turning out to be a bit of a twisted site at the moment. You wow. don't ever worry about being on a podcast and having your wife like going to the grocery store and tuning into a podcast you're on. All, 
all the podcasts I'm on are American based. And so okay. typically what you guys have with a, a limited uh, listeners in the UK, that weirdly enough, what is my criteria that works for me perfectly. Nice. That's hilarious. So well, I mastered. I hope you don't explode in the UK for your benefit. Yeah, me too. Oh. I was just begging <laughs> to get this down. <laughs> I've been actually really harsh on Britain of late, and I didn't mean to, but I've been saying that I don't give a shit about the Royals. And I think British food sucks. Am I right or am I right? British food absolutely sucks. Yes. I'm a huge royalist, you know, uh, <laughs> growing up in the UK, uh, to know that the government is not the final authority, and in some ways I have to check with a higher power. That Did kind you of hear that? For me. Yeah. It, it keeps them in check, and I'm not a very political person, but to know that the prime minister has to have a weekly visit with the queen and now the king, it's weirdly reassuring to me oh, that okay. we have our own version of checks and balances. You feeling good about uh, King Charles III? I've met him. I've actually had dinner with him um, and incredibly charming man. Um, I, 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 I'm a businessman and the Royals bring in, I think, four billion a year in tourism. Um, so in that sense, they do a lot for the country and they bring awareness to a whole bunch of charities that most people will never have heard of. Um, wow. You know, wow. good members of the royal family will do 200 uh God, the word slipping my mind. It's so late here. It's, so, it's past midnight. So they'll do 200 events a year and 99% of them will be to charities. And they, they wow. put a spotlight on charities that are struggling with funding, struggling with awareness, and a visit from Prince William will make or break a charity. And I think that in itself is amazing. Hmm. Hey, That's what about Prince Andrew? Isn't he a big cheater? You guys hang out? Well, he got caught, so he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, uh, he's not one of your students, clearly. No, clearly not. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got I got I got approached by um, uh, the Metro newspaper to write about Adam Levine about how <laughs> he should have got away with cheating better. But Prince Andrew, a complete entitled, you know, horrible person. Um, but, but also, you've got to remember what life is like for people who are never going to be the heir to the throne. I mean. They live a weird life in limbo, and it's not something any of us can relate to. Being the, you know, the spare, and and that's what they call them—the air and the spare—and you know, to know that you're never going to get the top job, and you just keep getting pushed down. Um, it's it's almost hard, and these right? people are not. He's only got Harry one and castle. Megan, Harry and, and, and you're Megan, so compassionate, Dark Horse. I mean, you have so much compassion. Harry and Meghan, on the other hand, have lost all popularity in the UK. See, is that a way. racial issue? I mean, do you no. guys? Uh, hey, Brewski, are you the expert here? Yeah, pipe down, Brewski. <laughs> <laughs> Dark racial, Wars. Um, racial, I would say a little bit. There's always going to be. So Britain is very still stuck in that mentality that we used to rule the world. Right. Um, and we learned something about Trump supporters, just as we did with Brexit voters here in England, which is they stay quiet until the day of the election. And then right. the silent majority suddenly come out of the woodworks. And it doesn't matter what your views are, but it, it, the, the data shows me that the silent majority always come out on the day of elections. And there's always going to be a huge part out that are not, Big cities, the London, the Liverpools, the Manchester's, like the sure. small towns that are always going to be slightly old fashioned, slightly racist. Um, but Meghan lost her popularity in the UK by simply being rude, looking for the spotlight too much, trying to outshine the Queen. Uh, and that's something you don't do in a family like that. You never yeah. outshine the monarch. 
I say screw the silent majority. We're all about the vocal minority. We are vocal minority. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, guys, any last thoughts here for Dark Horse before we send him back out into the world of uh, infidelity? <laughs> and, and we appreciate your time, Dark Horse. Uh, we know it's late there, so thanks for uh, making it work today. No problem. I came to my office. Obviously, I couldn't talk about this at home. Hiding in I was going to ask, are you in the basement right now? So you're, <laughs> you're at your office. Well, I've come to my office where I can obviously speak freely. Uh, and I, I have an assistant who has an ironclad NDA. So um, she's the one that helps set up this interview. Wow. She sort of manages the email account. You've uh, never che- cheated with her. No, she's not very good looking. And that's probably why she got the job. <laughs> um, if, wow. if anyone is, is, is interested in, 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 in being more persuasive, and this isn't to do with cheating, um, I would highly recommend a book called Persuasion Engineering by Dr. Richard Bandler. Um, incredible book, very good for people to learn how to be more sway- persuasive, whether you're single and looking to date more, whether you're cheating, whether you're involved in sales. Um, that book I read when I was 18 years old, and it absolutely changed my life. Yeah, I was wow. just going to say, I don't know what your businesses are, but I bet sales is some part of it, isn't it? And sales is part of it, yeah, and I'm yeah. a phenomenal salesman. So, I bet you um, are. That, that book, yeah, and, and the movies, um, Boiler Room, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Wolf of Wall Street. Um, in order to, if, if persuasion is your thing, because, you know, up to some degree, we all, you know, use persuasion. Yeah. Um, those movies and that book, they're all life-changing. Nice. All right. Well, this has been uh, quite an interesting conversation. So, yeah, Dark Horse, we appreciate your time. Uh, get some tea and uh, go to bed. I know it's late there in England. So much for no British jokes, hey? <laughs> oh, I had to slip one in. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Go All fire right. your guns and we'll uh, we'll have a chat hopefully six months from now. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheatershandbook.com. That's Dark Horse, everybody. So, uh, wow. Interesting. Another fine moment brought to you by the vocal minority. I don't feel mm-hmm. I don't feel right about that, but for some reason that was a fascinating interview. I mean, that guy's really put a lot of thought into all of this. Oh, it was yes. I mean, yeah, it was exactly what we talked about before the show of just like, yeah, this guy or the whole process is you know fucked up, but this could be a good interview. It's very interesting. I mean, there's a lot of people who obviously cheat. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're gonna get something from it, Brewski. Are you a cheater? No, I am not. Have but you ever? Yes, I have. What, what age did you I? get caught? If you if we could declare that anyway, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, what age? Yeah, 20s. we're talking high school, twenty. Yeah, okay, no, 20s. Early, early, like early twenties. Okay, and yeah. what did was you get that caught? about? Uh, you know. Like, you were bored with what you were with, or is it like him? Yeah. Or the, the thrill of the hunt, or what? A little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I was with somebody, and we were, we were together, but, you know, she wasn't really into it. I wasn't really into it. But oh, now so the, the relationship was-, was starting to die in the vine, and then you started drifting elsewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know. See, this yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, if I ever got to that point, I would just end the relationship, because what a pain in the ass. Everything he just ran through. You've got to be James Bond to get away with it. And I am the guy who I, I I couldn't do it. I mean, I'd have to I I would go home and admit it. I I just couldn't live with it. Why do you shake your head? You don't feel the same. No, me? I, no, oh, me. he's talking about me. I'm saying because I'm saying no, um, no, because because obviously, I mean, if if you're being if you're feeling like that's what you need to do, you know, it's kind of like saying, 
I feel sorry for murdering that person. Well, no, you didn't because you thought about doing it and you did it. So don't try to come back to me afterwards and say you're sorry that you did it. Well, I would say that's true if you've murdered one person and felt bad. If you've murdered 10, you don't get to feel bad on the 10th murder. Like he was saying, some people cheat once and they feel terrible about it and they never do it again. And others, you know, you see they can get away with it or see the thrill of the hunt or whatever it is. But see, see, I I don't even believe that that people cheat once and that's, that's it. Mm. I don't and either, I, for the record, by the way. But uh, yeah, you know. and, and and also I will say that usually people that cheat don't just cheat on relationships. Like those those are the type of people that will cheat in like a board game. They'll cheat on their taxes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Because it's all kind of part and parcel of how you live your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, Brewski, can you pull your mic a little bit closer to you? Do you mind? Not at all. There you go. Okay, great. Uh, Well, fascinating, dude. Dark horse. Uh, It'd be fun to check in with him once in a while. I mean, the guy's got to get caught. It's just a matter of time, right? I mean, he's not going to have a perfect record. Well, let's not cheer for the guy to get caught. No, I'm not. Well, I I don't. Actually, I kind of am, dude. I I mean, not me. I I want. No, I want to see. I want to see him go and go and go. I would like his blog to live on long enough that, yeah, someday whoever uh, is dating his daughter gets to buy, you know, get some wisdom from Dark Horse and then, you know, yeah, does but, one but, of his. Yeah, but but the thing about it, though, is, is like, why does it have to be personal? Well, listen, you know what, what he's doing right now where he's saying that he's with other consenting adults who know he's cheating, it's it's close to being a swinger. I, I feel less, you know, dirty not, listening to that it, story than just, you know, the I'm banging the you don't think about his married. wife at all, dude? Uh, no, listen, I'm not saying this is okay. I'm just saying, like he said, he's broken. What he's doing to his wife is obviously a terrible thing. But the women he's doing it with, at least they're all on the same page. He's not screwing everyone over. He's screwing his wife over, but he's doing the, uh, you know, Brewski, consenting adult thing with wife. the others. No, why? I don't know who she is. That's not my business. What do I care? She's the mother of his children. Yeah, in principle, not knowing her personal. Yeah, life. so what? No, listen, cheaters that have a family behind them or they're cheating with somebody who's married. I mean, you're a fucking homewrecker and that's a terrible thing for sure. If I was cheating on Rachel, you wouldn't care. Well, I'm my my loyalty is to you, first and foremost. Mm. To be quite honest with you, bro code uh, kicking in, huh? Well, yeah, you know. I mean, no, and and I love Rachel, but at the same time, if she came to me and started saying to me, you know, is Nick cheating on me? If I knew, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not going to give away your secrets. That's not my place to do that. Yeah, I I, you know what? I, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I mean, I feel the same way as far as that goes. I just mean like you're friends with Rachel. Like uh, if I told you, like I've been banging all these chicks, like there wouldn't be a small part of you. Just even when we got off the phone that you'd be like, oh, I feel kind of bad for her. She has no idea. No, 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 no. Because because that's not, that's me injecting myself in your personal business. Yeah, and, and, okay, and I get it. I'm not almost, judging. No, no. I I'm would not, feel I'm bad not. for Rachel, but I would also wonder what's going on with you. Like, wh- why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, yeah. if if you came to me and you started asking me for advice and saying, "Hey, this is what I'm doing," now now you're pulling me into the situation, and now you're asking for my feedback. You're a good uh, and, friend, Brewski. It would I be mean, like if you I came mean, to me and said. If you came to me and said, I've developed this terrible heroin problem, I'm not going to call your wife and tell her, but I'm going to try to figure out what's going on with you, man, that you've all exactly. of a sudden started this. So right. Yeah. Right. there would be judgment on that level. And uh, But uh, no, I'm not going to go narking on you right away. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. 
I wouldn't narc either. I would just, I don't think I'd be able to step back and be like, oh, God, I feel bad for so-and-so. Like, that sucks. But I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Right? You, got, you got my bro code, all right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, 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 only, the only time I would narc on anybody would be like, um, like, say, for instance, I have a friend and he's got a drinking problem. And let's say he's drinking and I know that he's drinking and driving their kids around. Then I'm going to call mm. the cop. I'm going to call a wife and say, hey, listen, by the way, you know, Joey was out, uh, was out drinking and everything. And and he's got the kid. He went and picked up the kids and he shouldn't have been driving. I tried to take the keys away. Uh, that, that's completely different because now yeah, yeah. now you're not just you're, you're putting people's lives in danger at sure. that point. You that's- ever had to make a hard call like that, Brewski? Um, To narc on a friend, you mean, or what? Yeah. yeah to, like call his wife or her boy, you know, whatever. No, not not at all. I haven't. I haven't. Now I I've been I've been accused of like protecting people, um, and I've also I, I've actually complained to other people who, um, who protected other people. You know, that was they 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 like they knew something was going on with someone close to me in my life. And, oh, I see. And they didn't they didn't come to me, and it was a dangerous situation, and they didn't come and say something. And so that there was that, but no, I haven't had to, to, to mm. knock on anybody. Now, can now, I tell I you had what? a good Go friend ahead. of mine call me and uh, say, Hey, can I talk to you about something? I was like, uh, sure. We were, we had just been over at his house a day or two before this watching a football game. Dude, I told you not to tell this story. What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this oh, is different friend. Different. Yeah, this friend. is different. Sorry, sorry, this sorry, is different. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was over at his house watching a football game and wife was there. Bunch of people were there. Calls me the next day. He's like, can I talk to you about something? I was like, sure. He was like, uh, I'm worried about you, man. And I was like, well, I appreciate that. What, what are you worried about? He was like, you got a little problem going. And I was like, I, I don't know what you're referring to, dude. Run down I, the list. Which one are you referring to? Yeah, yeah because I mean, according to my wife and my therapist, I have all kinds. Wait, can you be more specific? Uh, he was like, you're using heroin, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? No, dude. No, I've never used heroin. Needle marks uh, on your sure? arm. What the fuck is he looking at? Oh, I see. And that's exactly. I was like, what makes you think that I am doing heroin? It turns out his brother, who I'm also friends with, was over there that day. And he is an ex-heroin addict and said, uh, you know, Nick seemed to be nodding off while we were watching that uh, football game. (laughs) I was like, dude, I had had a little bit to drink and, you know, it's getting late in the day. I may have been a little tired, but no, I'm not doing heroin. He was like, you can tell me. You know, I just want the best for you. You can tell me. I'm like, dude, I've never done heroin. I'm not doing heroin. I appreciate your concern. And he went another 10 or 15 minutes. I finally had to say, like, dude, I'm going to fucking hang up on you. I'm not doing heroin. Like, you're I'm you're not in denial. Nick. You're in denial. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like that. No, Nick was just watching a Washington Commanders game. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Is. It was. It was all of that. It was a boring <laughs> football game. Dude, Nick knows the story. When I uh, first took over the radio station here, I, I did a bunch of firings and a bunch of hirings, and I hired this young lady who uh, seemed like, you know, she had a good sales background, seemed competent and all that, but she would be sitting in my office and we'd be doing sales training and she would just start falling asleep. Like I'd be talking and I would watch her eyelids go down and she would just be sleeping. 
Yeah. <laughs> she nodded off all. I mean, it multiple times. Me. It was like, uh, hey, dude, so and so is nodding off during meetings, like while I'm asking her questions and talking to her. I would be sitting there talking like it's all about the rule of three. Like, I know you're are you awake right now? Like I'm talking to her and she's sleeping. And the first time it happened, I kind of like not like poked at her. I was like, hello, are you awake? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm working overnight still just transit. And I was like, oh, I've done that, too. I get it. I get it. But it kept happening. It kept happening. The the woman totally had a heroin problem. <laughs> and and oh. now we've never seen her again. Dude. No, that's how she was so thin. I, I now understand. So. Oh. But that was an odd phone call for me to get because it was someone who I care about a whole bunch and they care about me. It was, you know what? It was Dan who no. did that to me. Yeah. Oh, so, really? I, yes, dude. Oh. Well, I mean, I've been friends with him for 25 years. I was going to say, how, how how far into the relationship was this early on? Or she oh, this was free? like eight years ago, wow. seven, eight years ago. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. And uh, apparently, you know, we've talked about it since, but he was just like, you know, my brother being an ex-heroin junkie, uh, he came to me. So I thought, oh, he must know. So, you know, and I was like, I appreciate your concern, dude. I'm glad you said something to me if you really thought that was happening. Yeah. But yeah, it was an odd because I couldn't. It was. It was just like he uh, he kept thinking I was just in denial. Right. <laughs> it's just like, nope. that, is, that is so funny. Hey, Brewski, you went to a Hall and Oates show last night. One of my concerts, it's on my list. And I don't know why I've missed them because they come to the casinos and such. But yeah. uh, I just have never pulled the trigger. Was it great? No. Uh -huh. Daryl Dunn, he can't hit high notes anymore, can he? No, it's that that's not it. Okay. Um, mm. so th there's a guy I listen to locally here in Boston who has this story about how uh his father was a fan of the band The Police. Okay. And um the police played Fenway Park. And then when the police played the show, they had a little they they took liberties with the songs, and my friend wanted to hear them a certain way. Okay. And he's he started yelling boo play them right and i had i had so many play them right moments last night like you wouldn't believe oh really That's oh my hard. god yeah like like you know there's a, a pacing to a song and of and, course uh, yeah the, and like when you start slowing the lyrics down and it doesn't match where it's supposed to be in the song yeah these guys are bored obviously yeah you're you're 100 right steve but it is a preference thing like there's a couple of groups out there like the counting crows are a uh artists that they never do their songs the same way they never do the album version of their song they're always slowed down and i like it from them but my brother went to see him live and said he hated it he couldn't even recognize the music so it, yeah it's, it's I a, get play, it. a play them right moments and by the way Speaking of the Counting Crows, yeah. Uh, for my for sister Brewski's fiftieth birthday, I got a cameo from Adam Duritz. Oh wow! And I will tell you, and I've seen other people do cameos. Is that he the video where the celeb like says, "Hey, happy birthday, Brewski"? Yeah, yeah it, 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 exactly. Wow, exactly. Adam Duritz did one, huh? He's well, he been average average one fifty. I was close. I think it was closer to two hundred. Okay, you know, two hundred bucks. That's it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's for a 60 second per era, 30 or 60 second personal message. That's cool. And, though. I'd pay 200 bucks to have my favorite celebrity say that. Oh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, he was so good on that. He kind of sang a little bit to my sister. Wow. And yeah. And, and actually, hmm. he kind of was like, you know, I'm usually on the road for my birthdays. Hmm. And he said, it's I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're, you're going to be hanging out with your brother who loves you very much and that sort of thing. And it was. Well, that's cool. I'll, I'll 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 send you guys the the the, the video itself. And yeah, great job. I have Laid heard that he's connections. I have heard that he's an asshole. My brother-in-law met him at an airport, and he was super rude to him. And then he was actually on the Howard Stern show, and Stern told him, "Dude, you and I have been in public before, and you're kind of a dick to fans." And he totally owned it. He was like, "Yeah, I, I am. I'm just I'm not into people approaching me and all that stuff." So, mm. well, it's you, cool you that know, he did a nice video for you. Yeah, well, I, one of my favorite celebrities female celebrities who could do anything she wanted to me and i would say thank you may I have another jennifer lawrence uh says that she's purposely rude to people who approach her for autographs because she doesn't want people she's a bitch no she, <laughs> she's with a, if she's out walking her kid in the stroller she just had you a can kid just say no thanks you don't have to be a twat about it <laughs> i guess yeah, i guess yeah that's but, funny uh, well, yeah. a couple of Hall & Oates things to circle back to that. First of all, one of our cannibal videos, the, the music I put behind it was Maneater. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that, lined that up. Together. I once had backstage passes to meet Hall & Oates, and really? I was so bored with the concert that I left. I didn't even want to go backstage to meet him when it was over. Wow. How old this, were you? This was, I was working at a radio station in Detroit. This would have been 97. Okay. So it was, you know... It was certainly on the tail end of their fame and all that, but the yeah, they hadn't station. become classic yet at that point. You know no, what I mean? I guess, but it was Hall and Oates, and you know, I went to the concert, and our station was hosting some sort of backstage, you know, meet and greet thing. So I had a pass to go back and be part of it, and I, 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 I sat through twenty minutes of the concert, and I was like, I'd rather go home. <laughs> this is good. I Do saw you a little show. Watch uh, either of the two? Of you watched live at Daryl's or upstairs yes. at Daryl's? Yeah, yeah. No. My, Steve, my favorite. Oh. Do a favorite episode? What is sure. it? What, do you, what is it? Oh, when Butch Walker was on and and no, not what the episode is. What is the show you're talking oh, about? Oh, oh, okay. He, he has other uh, musicians come in and play. Like Pat Monahan went in and he plays with his studio band, and then Pat, Pat Monahan joins in. They'll sing some train songs, and then they'll sing some hollow notes, and maybe they'll throw a couple other randos in there. But yeah. they they just collaborate with each other's music. I see. Yeah, it's and a what cool was show. Oh, when when Butch Walker was on there and they sang "Say It Isn't So," I thought Butch Walker did a really great version of that. And um, the one when he when Chromio was in there with him, that was a lot of fun too. Because if you don't know Chromio, uh, they're a band out of Toronto, and uh, they have a guy that's on the keyboards, and he uses that Peter Frampton like like um, yeah. tube in the mouth thing. Yep. And yeah. they did that. They did that for um, "I Can't Go for That." Oh, nice. Fun. My yeah. uh, favorite surprise episode was CeeLo Green. Yeah, that was really good. He was phenomenal, right? Because you don't get to see or hear CeeLo really sing very often, like, you know, on the voice or whatever. But uh, he's incredible, dude. He's quite the singer. I mean, he, he did. I can't go for that. And when he's done that, when the song starts out, he hits some really big notes. Yeah. And it, it didn't sound out of the ordinary or out of place for that song. 
it sounded like it belonged. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, Nick, do you remember what our original producer Mensa, what he thought the name of the group Hall and Oates was? Which is, of course, Daryl oh, no. Hall and John Oates. Hall uh, and Oates. Yeah, I mean, he, if you picture it with a wheelbarrow, like he thought you were hauling <laughs> oats. Hauling right. oats is what yeah. he thought the name of that group was. Hauling oats. <laughs> it's yeah. a farmer. What a stupid <laughs> fucking thing for someone who's in Mensa to say, dude. Right. Now, now was, was he really uh, a Mensa or was uh, did you guys call him that because it was an opposite nickname no i mean i don't know that he ever got certified by mensa but he was a smart kid so we called him mensa okay, okay. and he's a good uh, yeah, dude i think he that. was certified dude you think, I think so? he was certified yeah okay. i know he wasn't an american i know that <laughs> yeah he was born in israel i think but he's all over he's uh he's all over the country now or, uh, all over the world now doing diplomatic things with ambassadors and takes his family over that was the uh producer that we had on the air and uh (laughs) when his parents were able to tune in steve talked for about 20 minutes about how he was railing his girlfriend in the ass and (laughs) wouldn't shut up about it and and you could just tell how uncomfortable he was which just charged steve up even more so oh my gosh we had a lot of fun with him uh you know what i realized the other day when i posted on my personal Facebook page about the vocal minority coming back. Uh, Big Man, uh, one of our old producers, he gave it a like. He gave it a thumbs up. But I didn't see anything from Mensa. I didn't see any words of encouragement or a thumbs up there. So I don't. I don't and I see his shit. Or... Say that again. I see his shit, so I know he sees it, dude. Yeah. Well. well yeah. That doesn't oh. surprise me. You think you think he's a little salty? I don't think he's salty. I just think that uh, he doesn't want to lay down with dogs, <laughs> so to speak. You know, he's he's above that by now, huh? Yes, he's he's, he's grown up. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's listening right now either. I don't think either nah. of those guys are. Quite frankly, they both eventually became morally outraged by what Nick and I were doing. Well, here, so, I, can can I ask a question? Did the did the big man really become like this like crazy Christian freak? Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, that's so much is so much is so. And I mean, what do what you're into? But I mean, I had conversations with that guy that I know God was listening. Uh, so he knows the truth. Big man. <laughs> so uh, that guy, I Rachel and I, when we were going to get married, we asked him, hey, would you do the ceremony? Yeah. And he was like, Oof, no, couldn't do it. And he had already married uh, Steve. Uh- yeah, I was zip yes. for that. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I think he felt bad about, about that. It didn't go so well. So he didn't want to do it with anyone else again. Yeah. Um, well, I think that he uh, told me that, you know, God wouldn't agree with him being ordained anymore and, you know, performing a marriage ceremony. Uh, and we had him over for dinner, dude, and I asked him. And that was the reason he gave us at the dinner table. Rachel and I were both sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, are oh, you kidding me right now? That is weird. Well, I I want to know, what, do, do you think uh, God would have been okay with him or being ordained if he went out and did a little kid touching? Wait, what? <laughs> that was uh, that was another producer question of uh, Edgy, dude. Listen, on, I, you're whoa, talking whoa, about whoa, being whoa, a whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to make any uh, accusations here or to the, pretend like we're trying to connect dots. No, 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 I'm no. a little legally conscious right now. Oh, so no, he's okay. talking about Catholic priests. Dude. Exactly. Okay. okay. I, I thought Catholic, you were... 
making no. some joke that maybe you know okay no, no he was no, talking no, no, about no. catholic priests like <laughs> okay. god seems yeah. to be okay with that my lawyer is already reason. making double time on me right now so <laughs> no, no 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 see see i i me being an irish catholic guy from boston yeah. mickey being being catholic we can make those jokes about about our our religion yeah i just thing, thought you know? were connecting it to a specific human that we were just talking about so I no i was sure. just i was just i was okay. asking in general would, would god see, be- i do understand the slander law so I know how to avoid them. <laughs> no, my, my, Are you my still host, listening? Right. <laughs> my, my question was, God would have been okay with him being ordained if he was engaging in kid touching. I see. Right. Well, deep thoughts. Uh, deep Nick, thoughts. I have one last. Uh, I know you're trying to move me on so I don't put my foot any further in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I'm done with the crazy exes out there listening, but I do need to reference the fact that we do have other friends and family listening. And yeah. one of them is an ex, but uh, it's my ex-wife and her new guy, Charlie. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yes. Hi, guys. We have two new loyal listeners, my ex-wife, Jamie, and her new guy, Charlie, who we've talked about on the show multiple times. Not always in the most flattering terms, but then life has evolved. So, Which Charlie, is how you doing, that kid? Right? Let me tell you that it is. Uh, there's something to that when you told me that Jamie or uh, uh, <laughs> uh, can I say her name? Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Uh, he just did. Okay. Uh, when you told me that jammers had been listening, there yeah. was something nostalgic that came out of me because yeah. she was kind of like a den mother for yeah. our original show. She like, was around for the whole original incarnation of the show. Yes. Yeah. And she which is why she's not and, mad at me. Yes. She basically said, like, I'm aware of what you guys do on the show. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I can't be that angry. I was there for the uh, incarnation of it all. And and she obviously gave it to Charlie because he wouldn't have known how to find us. So she clearly sent him. But he's listening. What do you to mean he show. wouldn't have known how to find us? Like, you how have to know what show to look show out. Oh, yes. <laughs> is that what you're saying? This isn't just knowledge everyone has. Somebody has to tell you the show is there, and then you have to choose to expose yourself to it. I get it. Okay. I don't have Go to ahead. contact everyone directly to get them to listen to this. Someone's <laughs> got to tell you. <laughs> okay. That would be exhausting and weird if I was just contacting people <laughs> to tell them, Go listen to my show. So Charlie started listening, and like Steve mentioned a minute ago, like not everything that we've said about Charlie was flattering. And times have changed and everything else. But also, I think I would like to make an official apology because there's been a part of me that's felt bad. I said something a little off key when we I think it was probably the first time we were talking about him. Yes. So listen, when we first brought Charlie up, I was still with my ex. Jamie and Charlie and I had not had our come to Jesus. We hadn't uh, buried the hatchets, had any apologies. And the way I found out about Charlie, uh, Charlie uh, was uh, was in prison for 22 years for felony murder. Uh, when he and a friend were you know messed up teenagers, they robbed someone. The other guy had a gun. Uh, they, 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 they killed the guy. So he went to jail for felony murder for 22 years and the way i found out about it was really unfortunate like jamie and charlie didn't tell me uh, months after i met him a private investigator that his ex-wife had hired showed up and spilled the beans uh that you know hey your wife's with a guy out on parole for murder you know that's we how it was explained to me so of course that was shocking to me and of course i wasn't happy about it so so yeah we had brought up the story about him being in prison and nick what did you say or what was your uh, question well we were talking about wanting to talk with him and uh, I was just kind of listing off some things I think that were like, these are things that we want to know if we could get them on the show. Right. You've had you've had to have been raped. You've had to have been this. You've had to have been that. Right. So uh, I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> OK, <laughs> listen, I know I realize now that you have not been raped. And for that, 
I'm thankful. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, I just kind of spewed that out. It wasn't so much that I was thinking that that had to have happened to you. It's, I guess, the curiosity, because the only experience I have is is movies and what I hear. So listen, it's not an unfair thing to wonder. Obviously we all hear the stories about prison life and sure. And you know, quite frankly, my ex-wife's favorite movie is Shawshank Redemption in which terrible things do happen in there. So it's not unreasonable to bring up, but as we said, then we didn't know that to be true. And uh, Charlie just randomly the other day texted me and is like, Hey, interesting podcast. And by the way, no, I've never been raped. (laughs) It's just like, Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. You want to know what's weird? I got a text from Charlie right now. Like his ears are burning. Like he, he, (laughs) that's weird. Because Charlie and I are buddies now. And this has all come a long ways because when I went through this terrible breakup a few months ago, Jamie and Charlie were good human beings to me. They extended, uh, you know, invitation to their home and gave me a mattress to sleep on. And as soon as they understood my ex was screwing around with our kids, you know, they didn't, they didn't take very kindly to that. So, so Jamie and Charlie and I have now come a very long ways in these last few months and we've all been spending time together. We've done things with the kids together. So everything's good, but yeah, they are listening out there and that's fun. Here's my criteria, okay? Yeah. Uh, because I did get to, I have met Charlie briefly. Yes, but uh, if you are, if you are good to people that I care about, I'm on board, dude. We'll figure it out, right? Yeah. It it would have been super petty of me to keep that grudge going. Because first of all, not only did they show me humanity and civility and empathy, but Charlie then apologized to me for how I found out. You know, he was was big, right? Yeah. Yeah, He was able to look at it from my perspective and say, like, gee, you know, you found out out of the blue, out on murder, you know, like that's pretty serious stuff. So he basically said, like, we shouldn't have told you. We we should have told you. You shouldn't have found out that way. And that's all I wanted right. to hear. Yes. You know, I've been waiting forever for somebody to say, like, that was messed up. We should have just been honest with you. So we've but also he's, very long ways. He's stuck with it. And like, uh, you know, Steve will tell me every now and again, like, oh, I don't know what he just texted you. But, hey, Charlie will check up on me today just want to make sure i was doing good yes. i'm down with that dude i think that you know that's that's a nice way to treat people so yes. i get it he reaches out to me uh, not only because he's had uh, issues with women before too and can understand how crazy bad breakups go and uh but also being a dad you know he's got a little kid and he and i talk dad stuff and he is in a stepfather role i mean he and jamie aren't officially married i don't know if it's going sure. that way or not but you know he and i are in this unique position of being the the parental you know male influences in my kids' lives. So, yeah. of course, it's good that we have a good relationship. So, you know, that's that's all well and good. Hey, I told yeah. you guys said you were going to do, right? Yes, yes, and we're doing it. And they both said, you know, yeah, we've been listening. And no, we don't hate <laughs> you. And, uh, you know, we're not undoing any of the progress that we've done. And I appreciate that because this show can piss people off. So, uh, so that's good. Now, I did ask him if he wanted to come on the show. And he understandably declined. Uh, basically, For now. Yeah, he said maybe down the road, but, you know, he's uh, he's got people in his world that he needs to worry about, and uh, he doesn't want to come on here and be anything but honest, but he doesn't want to then say something that could be, you know, used against him in other ways in his sure. life. Sure. Totally get it. He's the fifth. Yes. Okay. I am going to do one test right now, though, to see if he's listening to this particular podcast. Please. Uh, so I'm going to ask him a question that I was going to ask him during the interview. But since that's being put off to some unknown date, I just want to see if I get a text answer to this one of these days. All right. So the question is, Charlie, have you ever been in a Metallica video? That's a real question. Oh. 
And he either knows exactly what I'm talking about or he thinks that's the weirdest question ever. But, Brewski, do you know why I would ask that question? I do. You're, you're I, a music I, I, fan. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know. No, I don't know. I do. Nick, why Why would I ask if, if, if Charlie specifically has ever been in a Metallica? Because they did a video there. That's San Quentin. Yes. Yeah. Metallica so film, Charlie was there. Yes. Metallica filmed the St. Anger video at San Quentin in the early 2000s, which if my math is correct, Charlie must have been there at the time. So were you in the video? Were you aware it was happening? Because they filmed it in the yard with a bunch of inmates, and then they went inside the prison with all the tower stack cells by them, and they yeah. put on a concert for San Quentin. So even if you weren't in the video, you had to have heard the Metallica. You heard them play them, right? And, yeah, and, heard them. So I mean, unless you were in an entirely different cell block, maybe you just heard what a day it was. But right. You know something about it. And by the way, that would be the coolest fucking thing ever if you've been in a Metallica video. That's fucking street cred right there, right? <laughs> I saw Metallica at a venue that most people will never see him. Right. And exactly. Johnny so, Cash. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I will update you guys on a future episode if I get a text response to that randomly someday. So please do. It's out there in the ether. Yes. All right. Uh, my mom's listening. Uh, my exes are listening. My ex-wife is listening. Charlie's listening. I think I've kept the kids at bay so far. But uh, what does your mom that, think of the program? I can't get solid feedback out of her other than she doesn't like how much I swear. So, oh, Steven. Uh, right. That's a very. Hey, I'll tell you this that for the original incarnation of this show, it was on Seattle Airwaves, where my family all lives. Uh, there were a couple of times that people asked, you know, my dad if he listened to me on the show. And I think he probably tuned in maybe once or twice to this show and probably for about 30 seconds. Right. <laughs> like he, when he realized it was not for him, he was like, I did my dad duty and I'm going to turn it off because that's trash. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> you know? for. But people keep seeming to tune in because, yeah. again, I can see you watching and listening to this. So I can tell which one of you have listened once versus multiple times. So, uh, yeah, you're listening to me, but I'm watching you. You hear that, Mama Arnas? Yeah, all of you. So <laughs> it's fun stuff. Well, uh, all right. So, hey, speaking of us going global, going worldwide, we are trying to grow this show into eventually a five day a week full on podcast. We want to, you know, make our living off this and all that. And we had talked about that we're less than thirty days into this. Yet, you know, YouTube page over ten thousand people. Our uh, our one of our uh, Facebook videos is about to eight thousand views, and they flagged us as a high potential uh, reach. You know, page and all that. Yep, uh, gentlemen, we got our first endorsement offer of sorts. Wow. Yes. Fantastic, dude. What are we yeah. uh, camping? What are we doing? We're, you know, for this show, for somebody, like, there's a long list of things that we could be endorsing, right? I mean, sure. first of all, I'm waiting for fucking Kawasaki to call me. I've got right. to, I mean, come on. What the hell? Or Fox Racing, somebody. Nobody wants to have an endorsement on the front of my bike there. Like We asked Hooters a long time ago. We haven't right? received one gift certificate. Nothing from Hooters. Uh, how about Paul Reed Smith guitars? My beautiful Paul Reed Smith. You, nice. How about K2 skis back here? No, none of these people. Uh, I don't know, Billabong, uh, Graphics, any of these Why companies not? could certainly be calling us. Why hasn't uh, Dave Matthews reached out to me yet? Exactly. <laughs> the amount of exposure you're giving to Dave Matthews. Tony Danzo, where the hell? are you exactly yeah. i'm expecting a call from phil's coffee i expect an unlimited lifetime supply but no none of these people have reached out uh brisky we have been asked to endorse a line of dog scarves oh 
Okay. Very that's nice. a very specific dog item, by the way. A, it a is. scarf, not a leash, not a harness. A dog harness would make sense with me, Steve. It would. Yes. Yeah. But no, we've been asked to endorse uh, a line of dog scarves. You got to start. They look like handkerchiefs, Brewski. Uh, okay. They, a cowboy would wear when he was sneaking into a bag. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes around <laughs> their neck. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of different ones to it. Uh, do we say that? Uh, are they going to no. send you some stuff? Well, I, I was going to say, until we've officially signed, I'm not going to give any free publicity out here for dog scarves. But uh, I, 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 let's hold I, how, off. Yeah. How did they? How did they come upon us? And Instagram. How they, they found us on uh, social come media. Upon us. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, how did they feel as though we would be good to promote their brand? Uh, they're clearly looking for any influencers out there, such as ourselves, oh. any content creators. Okay. They said to Steve, we see you have a very large reach. Yes. And I've been talking about my cat, so they obviously thought we'd be a good fit for a dog scarf. So, Well, I, I have to go and get a dog now. I mean, I just have to. I well, can you wear one for the was... whole show, Brewski? Would that be insulting? Yeah. Or? No, not at all. I'd do it. Nick, you get a dog Oliver? and name it Rupert? <laughs> No, no. My name is Rupert. Please, <laughs> Brewski. If I, if I got a, a if I got an English, any breed of dog you want, if you if name I, it Rupert. If I had a, Rupert. If I had an English bulldog, then yes, I would name it Rupert. Nick, are you willing to bring your dog Oliver into the show and whore him out that way to have him model dog scarves for us? I am, dude. I, when I told Rachel about this, she seemed like we just hit the lottery. She was like, you guys made it. <laughs> she was so excited. She was like, I love it. When they Dog first reached scars. out, I thought they were a pet supply company. So I'm like, I could use some free cat food or kitty litter or something. Sure. sure. But then Nick's no. like, dude, they sell dog scarves exclusively. <laughs> yes. So. so unless you want your pooch to look really cute or... Oh. He's gonna rob a bank. <laughs> I, mean, I, I right. if you you know if you want. Um, so my my aunt actually has, I believe, seven or eight Siberian huskies. Oh, and we could get some really good photos of her pack wearing wearing their their scarves. Nice. Well, you see, yeah. Rolex. This is how hard Ooh. we we would work and, for you. Yeah, exactly. If you were to reach out to us, like we would do all these great things. The uh, Brewski's aunt, not aunt has huskies and we would put rolexes on them or scarves yeah. we will go all and out i'll bring my dog oliver on the air he'll he looks great in a freaking hanky and my my godson owen is actually in alaska right now with an uh, a team that is uh going to be racing in the iditarod wow dude that's actually very impressive yeah 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 so he's the the handler for the the dogs he 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 teaches at a sled sled dog camp every year and um that's it, fascinating will he come on the air with us i can reach out to him and see and see if he'd like to connect with us yeah that's quite a race brewski do you know yeah. what it is harness i do the iditarod yeah yeah World famous uh sled dog race up there in alaska yeah, yeah. that'd be cool dogs get cold I've got an excellent line of scarves. We could recommend it once the yeah. paperwork signed. They wouldn't yeah. be cold from here down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well so there you go, gentlemen. So uh, clearly our, our influence is spreading around the world. So I'll, I'll let you know when we get our first shipment and uh, we'll go from there. Bruce, any uh, uh, check-ins from your son? Well, this time of year, it's kind of tough for us. We play a lot of like text tag. Because uh, he's so busy because it's football season. Uh, 
I and see. he works he works for a, a major division one football program and he's working 14 hour days cutting up film and mm. so well, yeah. wow okay so now, by the way gentlemen it, it, speaking of being able to see the map we've got multiple people in the town that brewski's son lives in now listening to us so i'm curious brewski is he telling other people is he listening on multiple devices which should work know. actually they they have a way of eliminating that so yeah I, i'm i'm not sure he may he may have shared with the what i would hope that he would share he works for the the minnesota golden golfers and um I'm hoping that uh, he's sharing with the team and we get as many of those guys from, from the Gophers listening to the show. Go Gophers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And they're downloading a lot there in the greater Minneapolis area. So they're, they're, they're listening to this stuff. I can tell. So well, that's good. they're listening in the locker room. I bet, dude, that's where <laughs> we sound best. Little eye of the tiger going on here. We're, we're motivational, Nick. Very much reverb going on. We sound great in the locker room. Fellas. People see how I'm getting all buffed up and football players get very inspired by it. <laughs> You've been working out like a bad boy lately, dude. Uh, Steve, uh, what would you guess, Bruski, that Steve Harness's weight is right now? Uh, one seventy-five. Well, that's pretty damn. Wow, you're fairly close, dude. Uh, what was your high school weight, Arnis? I, I was in my one seventies in high school, and I was a skinny thing then. And my uh, my body mass index weight, or whatever it's supposed to be, is about one ninety. I currently okay. weigh one seventy-nine. Like I'm actually trying to gain some weight because not only did I go, I mean, I work out and uh, I'm eating smarter, but then I got horribly depressed a few months ago from some random event uh, that dropped my weight down, stopped eating and all that. But I'm through that shit now, so I just need to bulk <laughs> up. You hear that? Are you still there? Yeah, there was a, a correspondence of late that just pushed me over my edge. Like you know what? Fuck that. So I'm. Uh, Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. I'm free of depression, but. Um, yeah, I'm trying to bulk back up. I uh, I won't get into the full details. Well, I guess I'll admit this. I started a new medication. Apparently, my exes have been talking to a lot of people. The medical community came to me, and apparently my package is so enormous that for the good of all womankind, they put right. me on a medication to decrease the size of my unit down to oh. just normal extra large. Because right Ooh, now it's like triple XL, and that's just it's uh, it's uh, disrupting governments around the world. You're going to have to buy it. All new condoms. Oh, you're telling me, man. You're telling it's, me. Uh, I mean, I, I feel bad for you, dude. This is going to be such a pain in the ass. Or yeah. less yeah. so now when the medication yes. kicks in for whoever. But anyways, my point is I started this medication that made me horribly sick. And I have just for the last uh, five days now uh, been spending a lot of time. Oh, geez. My sound effects are all messed up. <laughs> He's my diaper daddy. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've had digestive issues for the last several days. I've lost like eight pounds in the last five days here. Wow. So, yeah. Isn't that something? It's terrible. It's terrible, terrible. Hot dogs! So. Get your hot dogs in! Long, long. Oh, Brewski's back in the. Uh, I'll take him, man. Clown I've intentionally been eating a Taco Bell and McDonald's again. <laughs> like, I know this is a weird problem that most people can't relate to, but I'm trying to gain weight. So. Yeah, Steve told me that as I'm sitting next to him with my fucking fat roll over <laughs> my thighs, and I'm he realizes, you. oh, I guess that's, uh, yeah, that's not a problem I should be really complaining about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve, we, Bruski and I both got something to give you, all right? Yeah. Let's get back into the tips of you fucking <laughs> starting to eat not as smart. All right. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best right. to bulk up. So some lit, some late night Mountain Dew, you know. Oh, yeah. Someone get me some 
Cheetos. I have been drinking tons of Phil's coffee. I don't know if that's adding to my problems or not. Oh, but... that's a diuretic. Oh, man. Dude. Oh, smooth, creamy Phil's. <laughs> <laughs> peanuts. Get your roasted peanuts here. Sweaty yeah. sack of nuts. <laughs> wow, Britsky's wow. working hard today, dude. All right. Uh, well, should yeah. we uh, end the program now, boys? No. Good. End the program? No. Yeah. I, we have news to talk about. Oh, well, that's why I, I thought have you to... were trying to end it. No, no, no. I'm not trying to end well, it. You're telling such a depressing story. No. I just thought you were trying to get out. I do have some fast food stories if we just want to connect some dots. You just want to jump sure, in. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, news or whatnot. yeah. All right. I don't know what the recurring theme is here with fast food, but uh, a couple hot of dogs, things. Get your hot dogs here. Long, long way. Uh, okay. So first of all, <laughs> I'll take one. Um, are you guys aware that fast food restaurants clock how long it takes you to go through a drive-thru? Every I, time? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. They have actual computer setups. So I was recently staring in, uh, into the McDonald's drive-thru window, and I've seen this a lot in fast food places. They have a clock going that when everyone gets to the window, the clock resets. And so they can sit there and have a gauge like this guy's been 90 seconds, two minutes, three minutes. Okay. And they're supposed, they have quotas they're supposed to be hitting. But uh, one of the local McDonald's, they have this weird, this is almost like Orwellian kind of fucked up kind of thing. They have, I can see on the screen, they're sharing their information with other McDonald's around the country. And they're racing or comparing themselves to other drive-throughs, a, a McDonald's in Dallas, Texas, a McDonald's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Really? Yes. And so uh, you'll get a bonus if you're the fastest McDonald's in America, or you'll get fired if you're the slowest. I don't know what well, the, the motivation think, is, but I, th I think they have a, a set standard that that they have, which is we want orders completed beginning to end in yes. a certain amount of time, yeah. and and if you fall below that, then then that's yeah, but it's not like kind that. of messed up. It's like, uh, yeah, they're the big brother thing, comparing you to other McDonald's around the world. Like, look at what they're doing in Fort Worth. You guys are slow there. <laughs> I kind of like it, dude. I mean, it would motivate me. There's not much to motivate you in the McDonald's drive through so we need a little motivation. Well, so from yeah. CNN, uh, this is an article about the, uh, the fastest drive through lines. Uh, every second counts in drive through lanes for fast food chains. A recent study showed that Chick-fil-A had the slowest one, but only because it's so popular and there's so many cars in the line. They break yeah. this down. So here's the deal. Taco Bell led the pack in speed of service with an average time of 221 seconds. Uh, From order to pick up? Yes. Okay. Uh, followed by Dunkin' Donuts, KFC, and Arby's. But this metric doesn't factor in the number of cars in line. In that category, Chick-fil-A is the clear leader with 16% of its line surveyed, counting uh, 10 or more cars. Uh, McDonald's, which was in second place, only had 2%. Of that many wow. customers. so Because there's so many of them, dude. I right. mean, there's so many Mickey D's. There's so few Chick-fil-A's, at well, least in and, Seattle. I and mean. places like Chick-fil-A or uh, Fat Burger or so, some of these places are notorious for getting really long lines. So their wait times would obviously be longer. So they're saying based on the total time cars spent in line, Chick-fil-A actually comes out first with an right. average of 107 seconds. McDonald's came in second at 118. Taco Bell third, Arby's fourth. Taco Bell seems like really easy food to serve. Yeah. It's all just sitting in pots. You know what I mean? You're scooping yes. and pooping. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Now, first of all, gentlemen, can I ask you, uh, what is your opinion on Chick-fil-A? 
I am, wouldn't eat there. I have before, but I wouldn't now. I think it's highly overrated. I have never eaten at Chick-fil-A because the they're new to my area. And by the time they came here, I was well aware of the owner's homophobic bullshit that they fund yeah. and preach and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, out of respect for every gay person on this planet, uh, I have never gone to eat at a Chick-fil-A and I never will. And, uh, you know, it's messed up. My ex, uh, I, I caught her with a uh, Chick-fil-A cup in her car. And this is something liberal, you did? Yes, yes. And this is something we had all discussed openly at the dinner table, like, fuck Chick-fil-A. None of us will ever eat there. And then, yeah, I totally caught her sneaking Chick-fil-A. It seems like something she'd just throw at you and hide from you. Well, but you know what? Progressive liberal. Yeah, right. But, you you know, you you hear everyone raving about how awesome this and that is. And and after a while, you get really too curious. Hey, Brewski, I can tell you a lot of guys that'll rave about sodomy. Does that mean you're going to go give it a try on a Friday night? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you, want, you want silence? Sorry. <laughs> <Was that too much? laughs> I don't want to really tell them tales out of school, but I know a lot of guys that'll rave about giving a blow job. It doesn't mean I'm going to run out and go to one just because people say no, play is awesome. Where did that come from, dude? You know what he's talking about. People will rave about fast food. You go try it. Uh, I tried Chick-fil-A before I knew there was uh, a hatred of uh, gay and queer people. But this is what I will say is that prior to that i had tried it maybe two times and i feel the same way about brewski what the fuck is so special about this chick-fil-a oh really because everyone so it was easy it. i mean i would have given it up regardless but it was easy to give up i don't yeah, know yeah exactly mm-hmm. well good to know apparently they're fast and uh prejudiced so weigh those two things in. Now, here's another fast food story for you guys that I find to be interesting. Do you guys miss Happy Meals? Is that something you're missing from your lives? Well, not for me, no. Uh, I get one every now and again, and I know the story that you're going to talk, talk about. <laughs> you you get happy for yourself? Yeah. Really? How is that enough food for you? Let me tell you. What and why? The, this is the scenario, okay? Uh, I've had lunch. I drive to go to the grocery store to go get stuff for dinner. It's just like fourth meal, you know, like oh, it's guess, just yeah. a little snack, a snack between yeah, okay. lunch. Why wouldn't dinner. you just get a single cheeseburger or something? Why because I just meal? want a small amount of fries, a small cheeseburger, because I always put my fries on the cheeseburger. And then I just want a small Coke. Dude. It's and you a want perfect the toy, right? I get the toy to give to my niece or sometimes I do keep it. <laughs> So I am Sometimes excited I go down to the park and about. then I've got some toys in my car. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the reason I bring this up on the menu at McDonald's, a big helping heaping dose of nostalgia with a modern twist. The fast food giant is serving up happy meals for adults, which include toys. You know what the toys are, though? <laughs> they're pretty fantastic. No, they're bullshit is what they are. Well, Brewski. What, what are they? Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, so you get Hamburglar. You get Grimace. They're the, all the old the nostalgia school, stuff. You know, uh, uh, McDonald's characters. Except, Who's the except they, they put extra eyes on them. What the fuck is that all yeah, about? Yeah, I'm against that, too. They've got three sets of eyes on them. What is that? And I don't like that. But one thing I'm even more confused about, and maybe I'm dropping this big time, but why are they calling it a cactus meal? I have no idea. No, no, that I do. Let me see if if this offers an answer. Go ahead, Brewski. Well, I do know that back a few months ago or maybe a year ago, uh, the the hip hop artist, uh, Travis Scott, 
Yeah. He he had a specific a special order at um that you could get at uh, McDonald's and he would say tell him you want the cactus jack meal. Maybe that's what it is. They're calling it a cactus. Uh, so here it is. It says hipsters already know that cactus plant flea market is a streetwear brand popularized by Kanye West and Pharrell. Oh, fuck Kanye West. Yeah, fuck Kanye West is right. So maybe I won't be ordering it. I mean, does he have anything to do with it? I don't think so. I think they're saying it's some sort of a reference for nostalgia purposes. I don't know. Uh, he's not a good one to climb on right now, Mickey D's. No, no, sure. not at all. Can I tell actually, you, speaking of, uh, go ahead, Bruski. I was going to say real quick, uh, I actually had somebody get in my car on Saturday night, an adult, a male adult, probably mid to late 20s, who had one of those adult Happy Meals. Oh, really? Um, so you've yes. seen them firsthand. You can get nuggets in them. You can get a burger. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit. It's a bigger size box. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'll and, be uh, getting one at some point. I'll, I'll save it and show it to you guys just for proof. What about Kanye West, dude? Did you guys see what he did with the whole White Lives Matter shirt? Oh, well, White Lives Matter, but then he tweeted something about going after all the Jews. Like, yeah, actually, but it, it's fun, it's funny because so he actually said he was going to go death con one. Yes, yes, on all but, Jews. No, no, but, but wait a minute. He said death, D E A T H, as opposed opposed to death con. Right, right, right. Which which is the the, the and the you would think term. that and you would think that someone that had been on. Um, that's a hip hop artist would know about Def Jam. Maybe he's uh, making fun of deaf people too, dude. He's trying to get a couple of groups in there. Or maybe he really does mean that he's going to start killing Jewish people. Maybe yeah. that, uh, it's possible. I mean, the guy's full of nothing but hot air, so I don't think he's actually going on some sort of uh, genocide rant. But did uh, you see him on his Tucker Carlson interview? Did you watch it? No, but I did see a funny thing how the Fox News morning show was defending Kanye and then this tweet came out and they all had to pull back basically and be like, hey, never mind. Maybe we're not such big Kanye fans. Well, and you know what's funny is he wants to talk like a tough guy, but he started running his mouth towards a guy named Daz Dillinger. Yeah. Daz, Daz Dillinger is a full-on uh, hip-hop artist. He has a song called The Dog Pound Gangsta. And um, when Daz Dillinger was like, you know what? You keep running in your mouth and I'm going to pop a cap in your ass. And he knows that that's serious. All of a sudden, Kanye like beefs up the security, gets gets a restraining order, you know, because he knows that there's somebody that could really blow a hole in him. And yeah. then all of a sudden he shuts his mouth. Yeah. See, oh, what, he's an idiot, dude. For sure. that's, what, that's that's what you got to do with these these people like that, that want to run their mouth. You know, talk shit, get hit, you know? <laughs> right. right Listen, he was on. So I did watch the Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah. And as you guessed, what a pile of shit. I mean, now you have two turds sitting there talking about the same shit and just licking each other's butts. Uh, you know, he Kanye West had a, a like a lanyard on him that had a picture of a sonogram. And it was obvious that it was a sonogram. And Tucker Carlson's like, What's this badge you're wearing on your shirt? He was like, it's a sonogram. And he was like, why would you have a sonogram on a badge like that? And Kanye goes in. I mean, it was so set up. And he's yeah. like, uh, because I'm pro-life and, you know, you're killing God's children. Uh, he was he, he started talking about how like 80 percent of all I think quote me on the number between 80 and 85 percent. It was one of the two, I believe that 80 to 85% of all black children are aborted in New York City. 
Well, does that make any sort of sense to you? No, come on. No. Can't be right, right? I heard that 100% of stats quoted by uh, Kanye West are false. <laughs> That's a new stat I just came That's up with. Probably true. It was such a terrible interview. Uh, Fox News has been on fire lately. Uh, I've been anxious to get both of your uh, opinions on uh, old Herschel. Uh, oh. Herschel Walker down in yeah. Georgia. Well, Say again. Uh, Herschel Walker down in Georgia. Yes. Yeah. What? I, th- I think I think Herschel spent a lot too much time taking hits on the gridiron, and yes. I mean he was already not a smart person <laughs> to begin with, and he didn't get into Georgia because they thought he was going to go to class either. He got into Georgia because he was a good running back. Right. And I, th- I think he, I think over the years, especially because he played football at a time when they taught you to put your head down as a running back right. and, and initiate contact. I think he's taken a lot of head trauma and I Concussion was not a concern in his day, but, and it, it, I don't know if that's what's made him completely stupid now, but uh, he's getting in all sorts of trouble with the women out there that he's paid well, for abortions with and, or well, supposedly. But, well, but the other, the other part of that is that if you look at his history, his, uh, he's had a history of serious mental illness. And in particular, um, they're all the hallmarks of the beginning stages of CTE right. where, where you start having those rages and you, you become start violent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we find out maybe five years from now that right. he has full blown CTE. Yeah. I mean, the way that he's treating his family and that his family's treating him. I mean, obviously that's a troubled family. Uh, Saturday Night Live came at it again. So great this weekend, dude. And they had uh, Keenan playing Herschel being interviewed. And uh, he was basically running on the platform of like a kid in school. Like, we'll have Cheetos on Fridays. (laughs) Taco Bell in the gymnasium. And it was it was a great skit. I think this comes down to the fact that Trump endorsed him because he was famous and now everyone's realizing he's a fucking train wreck, but we've already endorsed him. And now he's the candidate because there are all sorts of politicians flying down to Georgia right now to try to have his back. And sometimes I feel bad for Republicans, the people you have chosen to align yourselves with. Yes. Speaking of going home and showering after a dirty experience, I can only imagine after every rally, some of these Republicans must go home and just think, where did I go wrong in my world? that I'm out defending Herschel Walker and Donald Trump rapists and all this crap, you know? Well, I always wonder uh, when you see like Lindsey Graham, I mean, we've all seen the clips of how he actually feels about Donald Trump. Yes. And when he finally sold his soul into this whole thing, he's got to feel that way. I mean, unless he actually is soulless, you know, he's he's got to feel that way at some point. Well, a couple things. First of all, with Herschel, his first professional team was with the New Jersey Generals of the USFL and the owner of the New Jersey Generals, which was trying to compete with the NFL back in the 80s, was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so and, and so they, they had that relationship going back that far. Now, as far as Lindsey Graham goes, I think Trump has incredible amounts of dirt on Lindsey Graham that David Pecker and all the uh, PIs at the, at the National Enquirer dug up. And unlike uh. other other unlike other people in DC who might know some dirty secrets about Lindsey Graham, who would keep it keep keep it quiet into themselves, I think Trump has told him, "Listen, you do exactly as I tell you, 
or I'm going to let everything out. And the thing about it is Graham knows that Trump would let everything out. And sure. About it to happen. It yeah. would make sense. I mean, the, the flip to flop was so great. There are no yeah. gray areas in the flip to flop that and that would make sense. So here's the thing. Everyone keeps assuming that somehow the laws of normal politics will catch up with Donald Trump. And I still can't figure out why they haven't. But there are multiple incidents, whether it's the first impeachment or the riots and the second impeachment where Republicans think to themselves, this has to be it. Everyone's done with him. And then they start to be honest. And then somehow the Teflon Don survives and then they all have to do this mea culpa where they're like, oh, I know I said that to some reporter, but no, now I think Donald's the best. And it's just so... I mean, I know politicians are famous for not having spines, but it's just taking it to new heights to watch people bend over backwards so that Trump can bend them over. Well, yes. I think what it is is they, they know that they, the Republican Party is out of ideas. They don't want to appeal to the most voters around the country. They just want to appeal to their people. And they know they can't win elections by just appealing to their people. Yeah. And so they, they have to find to get power any way they can. And going with Trump and cheating is how they're going to do it. Yeah. I hate to put this on you, Brewski, but it has become like professional wrestling. I mean, it, there has to be a, a storyline to this whole thing. And, they, and when we look yeah. back in hindsight, there's always a freaking storyline that was set up and they play the part to it. We also have to keep in mind that a little less than half of this country uh, thinks that this is the change that America needs, which is so crazy to me. You know, we started all of this out with like, I'd vote for a guy who runs, you know, six, who's a billionaire. He's, just, he's a businessman. We need a businessman in office. Uh, well, you didn't do your due diligence, first of all, to see what kind of businessman he actually is. But then when you Nick, turned out a that failed he's, businessman is still a businessman, though. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you turn uh, the page and realize that he's a, uh, you know, ringleader in a circus, when do you pull away? Like, why is this the hill you're going to continue to die on? I met a guy uh, at uh, one of Rachel's work functions who was like, listen, uh, he's come up with some good policies. I think he's a piece of shit for a person, but uh, I'd Which still ones? rather have him in there. I'm like, see, again, with this, the, the morality of this man that you are willing to put up with no. for a couple of policies that you empower. I don't buy they want, that. They want I hear power. that a lot. You know, I don't like Trump, but he gave me my conservative judges and my tax cuts. Any fucking Republican would have done those same things. So yeah. there's something else you like about this racist, narcissistic moron besides the fact that he was able to give you a tax cut. I hate well, to I, say it, but there is a lot of people out there. I've seen uh, psychologist after psychologist talk about this, that his base are these people who have been the left behinds for so long that they finally have a group together and feel like uh, someone's paying attention to them. Like, oh, uh, you know, we never cared what these people's votes were because they didn't fucking vote. And now they've learned to go vote for this person and he's going to rally them on. Do you ever remember so many fucking rallies in politics 15 years ago? No, especially when you're not in office anymore and you're still out doing rallies. Yeah, they call that the end of the tour, dude. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why Blue Oyster Cult, you had your fun. Like, yeah, why are you still playing casinos? Please stop. Brewski, thoughts? Oh, so many. But um, <laughs> the, 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 the easy one on the judges, I mean, 
he he didn't know a thing about any of those judges. The Federal Society were yes, the ones they gave that, him a that, list. Yeah, and Don McGahn basically was the one that that made all the picks, and then. And then they basically told Trump. This, this is, is what I'm saying, though. Like any Republican would have picked from the same list. Why did they exactly Trump up? It's ridiculous. Uh, speaking yeah. of Trumpers, I got, I got I got another news story here. That's this one just happened. So <clears throat> um, first of all, let me. What's your question? Can you guys hear that? Yep. Yes. OK, cool. So I'll play the audio in a second here, but let me just start to uh, read this here. Uh, comic Ariel Ellis. I don't oh. want to say her name wrong. Ariel Elias, maybe Ariel Elias. I think that's what yes. it is. Uh, handles a beer chucking right wing heckler like an absolute boss. Oh, yeah. Comic yeah. Ariel Elias, and I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong, is being celebrated on social media for how she handled a pair of hecklers at a gig in New Jersey over this past weekend. After a uh, back and forth with one of the hecklers over uh, Donald Trump, a man later identified uh, as the heckler's husband, threw a can of beer at the comedian on stage during the show at Uncle Vinny's in uh, Point Pleasant Beach. Uh, the can was full or close to it based on how loud the splat was. It was a bottle. Uh, no, it looks it like a can. A can. Uh, do you want to hear the audio of this? I've heard it, but yes, I do. Because when that can hits the wall, listen to it. I mean, yeah. it, it, and it's not hard to hear. So this is like a minute and a half, and we'll just let everyone hear the audio. What's your question? Did you vote for Donald Trump? Did I vote for Donald Trump? What do you think? No. Okay. Here's a question for you. Why would you ask me that in here, knowing I'm the only Jew in this room? Are you trying to get me killed? If it makes you feel any better, I vote in New York. My vote doesn't matter there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter here either. It doesn't matter. Guys, guys, everybody vote for whoever you want to vote. I don't I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden. <laughs> I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah, so what? Why does it matter? I can just tell by your jokes you voted for Biden. Why are we going to I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Trump. <laughs> And now the comedian picks up the beer and chugs it in front of the audience. Like a fucking boss. And it was almost full, dude. I mean, what a fucking asshole, dude. I mean, (laughs) what are you doing? I don't understand this, you know. Uh, I, I don't love Trump, but if the comedian's telling Trump jokes, it's like Will Smith, you know, slapping Chris Rock. Like, it's a fucking entertainer. It's comedy. And whether they're making fun of the left or the right, first of all, to be heckling a comedian, get a fucking life. There are people there trying to be entertained, and you're just distracting from the whole thing. But then to chuck a giant, you know, full can of beer at another human. These are yeah, this I mean, is what Trumpers insane. think is political discourse. 
A hundred percent. And the guy threw the guy that threw it. I mean, it looked like he was probably, I don't know, from what I could see, maybe 20 feet or more from the stage. And the way that that can hit the wall behind her, I mean, if that would have hit her, dude, I mean, yeah. she could have been seriously hurt, especially if it would have hit her in the head. Yeah. Do you know who Stephen Hofsetter is? Yeah. He's coming to my town this, uh, eh, no, January. I'm going to go see him. Steve Hofstetter. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell you to go see him if you hadn't seen him before, but like he's a guy that's got a lot of followers and he posts all these clips on YouTube from his shows of him dealing with hecklers. That's his yes. big thing. Yep. Uh, I'd be interested to hear his take on this whole thing. You know, uh, maybe you should work on getting him on the air so we can talk to him a little bit. I just love that when conservatives want to rip on liberals, they call us snowflakes. Oh, you're so sensitive. But then they go to a comedy club and a comedian is telling a joke that they don't like and they have to uh, heckle them and throw things at them. You fucking little pitiful snowflakes. Grow a pair, please. Yeah, you're at a comedy show, dude. And uh, what are you expecting? You knew, by the way, if you know this girl, she's obviously not a Trump voter. So just sit down and fucking be quiet, dude, and just enjoy the comedy show. You didn't know where you were coming. Yeah. Well, and, you know, conservatives always complain that comedians are always liberals. Well, we can't help it if there aren't any funny conservative people. Right. You just can't help it. Yeah. Well, you go with uh, what about Miller? Jeff Foxworthy, dude? Come on. Yeah. What about uh, who's the other guy? Oh, Larry, the cable guy, dude. Are these are people we're still seeing play casinos. Well, conservatives don't have a real good sense of humor. That's the problem. So no one can really get into that niche. Rob Schneider, you know, who's been he was on Saturday Night Live, but now he's, you know, a comedian nowadays. And he just came out being really conservative. And now people don't want to go see a show because that's your audience. Like the conservatives yeah, you were aren't sort going. of. He was sort of just hanging on like bad yeah. announcement, dude. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That poor girl, to- but she handled it great. Yeah. She handled it like a fucking champion and good job to her. And uh, yeah, stop being a bunch of pitiful snowflakes, conservatives. Like you don't think there's anything Trump's done worthy of being made fun of. I mean, come on. Uh, well, he I mean, is seriously <laughs> right now. One of his many lawsuits. Did you see that he's suing CNN claiming defamation? Ah, please. Uh, Let me tell you, people, anyone out there in particular listening, just because you don't like the truth, just because it embarrasses you, does not make it slander or defamation. Okay? Well, that's not how it works. Well, but you know what's funny about that lawsuit with CNN is that CNN, within the past year, was actually purchased by a Trump mega donor, and he's been actually firing all the liberals at CNN using this guy, Chris Licht. Yes. Um, who may or may not have eaten paste when he worked at MSNBC. <laughs> well, in that case, um, I hope Trump wins his lawsuit then so he can take down a fellow conservative. Yeah, but but that's that's the thing is, is that it's it's a guy that raised all those sorts of money for you and you're going to go and sue his company now? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. There's no logic or sense going on in this uh, you know, topic. No, not at all. Not Speaking of that, I got another one. I'm connecting all the dots today, people. This is good how we're doing this. Uh, this this little story came out a week or two ago, but I've been sitting on it because I just wanted to mention it one of these days here. Uh, Virgin Atlantic recently announced that they were going to do gender neutral uh, uniforms for the, the for the flight attendants. Sure. 
so yeah. that if they wanted to wear you know a dress or pants or whatever it is it was all going to be uh, able to be worn by any uh, gender or any uh, neutral gender and so uh let's see what is this guy here um some prominent conservative who i think is part of alex jones's crew of idiots yeah uh he came out and he said that um eh, where is it now i gotta find the right quote here uh he basically said that uh the experiment of gender neutrality up at thirty thousand feet that he would like to see how it goes over to have gender neutral bathrooms on airplanes and that that would be a total disaster if airplane bathrooms were gender neutral wow oh what, wow. what would the disaster be well what would the disaster be what airplane bathrooms are already gender neutral they always exactly. have been i was waiting for you to say it <laughs> so you know he's trying to throw us snowflake liberals under the bus of like oh you're gonna go gender neutral at thirty thousand feet let's see how a gender neutral bathroom does in an airplane they've always been fucking gender neutral that's <laughs> a fucking idiot and the he's airline an industry idiot. seems fine so yeah, oh. yeah i don't know i've never heard of anyone getting raped in the bathroom <laughs> well there's no room in there so uh. i'm gonna say I, I can barely I, I can barely poop in an airplane bathroom let alone hey, do dude. anything else it's you just a good had... example of conservatives just dying to try to find something to poke at liberals over before they uh, yeah. get through you ever had to take a shit in an airplane bathroom yes it's no, not it's no oh god it's the worst so it's walk us through it <laughs> what, what, what does it look like Brisky? it's a lot of contorting and kind of trying to like lift a leg and and trying to oh, wow. reach and it just it just doesn't work wow did you get it out but that wasn't the, that wasn't the part that was difficult <laughs> uh well did you get any on you no i did not <laughs> Why are we playing sexy music for this story? I don't know. I got lost. I'm just wondering, dude, as a person who has struggled in an airplane bathroom. This is not a mile high. No, it's it's not. It wasn't getting it out. It was uh, the cleaning up. That was the difficult part. Uh, I get you. Okay. Yes. There's a visual. I I did need. So thanks, Nick. Thank you. Well, can I just share one last thing with you, Steve? I came home from Vegas one time and uh, I got the flu on the morning i woke up to come home say it again the brown bottle flu (laughs) no it may have had something to do with that but i was actually sick like i was real sick throwing up crap in my pants Uh, all of the above uh, so i use the restroom right before we get onto the plane and think i'm good to go we get in and we're we're sitting on the you know, the tarmac just waiting to take off. Oh, no. The clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. I'm like, uh, I'm going to shit my pants or throw up if I can't get up soon. So finally, they take the plane off. As soon as the plane goes up, before they even turn the seatbelt things on, I'm walking up. You know, the plane is still a hill in the sky and I'm like charging up to the front, <laughs> squeezing my butt cheeks together. Oh. And like, 
Flight attendants are looking at me like, sir, sir, the seatbelt sign's on. I blew right past him <laughs> into this bathroom. There's a bomb I, about to go off. Get out of the way. I'm surprised I wasn't tackled. Dude, I get in, I throw open this bathroom door, and it is the tiniest fucking bathroom. I had to walk almost in the door sideways. <laughs> I get in there, and now... I do have to shit and puke. So oh. I'm fucking uh, going to shit my pants, go back, <laughs> fucking it starts coming out. And I go to puke and I puke all over the inside of my underwear. Oh, my pants. oh. oh dude, I'm so sorry. Oh. So I'm sitting there, dude, thinking to myself, like, oh, what am I going to do? Like my insides of my pants were covered with puke. So I have to get naked in this bathroom now because I'm going to try and clean it up a little. You know what I mean? And the plane's like taking off or taxiing at this point. Oh, no, it's in the sky, but it's still at a, you know, like climbing. It's it's ascending. Yeah. 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 So all I'm thinking about is I'm sitting next to Rachel and I'm going to go back there and I'm going to smell like poop or puke or a combination. (laughs) So I clean up as good as I can. And now I've got like wet underwear on and I've got, you know, a two and a half hour plane ride. You should have thrown them away. Oh, I threw the underwear away, but my pants were soaked with puke. I took my pants off and like washed it out in this tiny life size or lifesaver size sink. (laughs) I finally get back and as I'm coming down the aisle, Rachel raises an eyebrow like, where the fuck have you been? Are you OK? <laughs> so I sit down and she was like, oh, <laughs> oh you reeked. I just reek, dude. Oh. I just reek. And uh, you puke know is hard. I, I mean, diarrhea is bad enough, but do. puke stinks. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad for the people around me. And I had to get up and do that two or three more times. And I didn't puke in my pants again. But just kept getting up, kept getting up. It was the worst experience of my life. Wow. <laughs> Another fine moment brought to you by the vocal minority. We are vocal minority. We've all been there, people. I've had the flu before where I'm, you know, squirting on the pot and leaning over into the sink or the wastebasket, puking at the same time. So, right. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for you. That's, that's a bad one. Change my diaper, daddy. All right. Well, uh, as long as we're talking about cleaning clothes. Let me connect another dot. Man, we're on fire today. (laughs) All right. I saw this. This is an actual news story, but this brought up an old debate that Mr. Nick Reynolds and I have had for many years. The, uh, The headline on the article is why experts recommend washing your new clothes before wearing them for the first time. I don't want to hear it, dude. Brewski. I I do it all the time. Okay. So if you get brand new clothes, you don't, you don't consider them clean and just put them on. Nope. Wash them right away. Thank you. Before so, you wear them every time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, especially socks. I had a friend whose brother got uh, a staph infection, and they mm-hmm. said it was from a chemical that was on mm-hmm. the socks mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that he put on right away, and um, he came close to losing his foot. Wow. Uh, Nick awful. is contended. Give me your contention, Nick. Why is it okay to just wear new clothes? 
Listen, first of all, I'm not a germ phobe, and I think that we need some bacteria on our bodies. So I'm not You've got plenty. <laughs> don't worry. I'm just, Especially after I'm just that story. To tell you. Uh, I, you know what? I until Steve talked to me about this, I always thought like it's brand new, right? Like, like it's yeah. brand new. And Steve was like, yeah, it's sitting in factories with rats and mice and waiting to be shipped. Oh, and, everything yes. else and i was like yeah i never thought about it i still do it uh and uh rachel and i just got a new uh comforter set for our king size bed yeah i didn't wash that oh dude you're oh. gonna watch it after i read this article to you <clears throat> so i had told nick that one of my first jobs when i was like 14 or 15 a clothing store in my little hometown hired me and one of my jobs was they would get boxes of new clothes and i would take them out and steam them so that they didn't have wrinkles and you could put them out in the rack and i was always like you know these things are coming out of a dirty dusty cardboard box from some factory that they were assembled at and shipped across the country or across the world and it just seems weird to me so this article says um uh let's see there's nothing like the look of brand new clothes that uh, don't need to be ironed or steamed because i already steamed them uh but you should probably wash them before you wear them according to experts wearing new clothes before washing them might lead to skin problems you might think the new clothes are safe if they look unsoiled, but they could actually be harmful to your skin uh, if they contain toxins, which can then leach into your skin. Uh, I'm like dying, those, that type of stuff? Or? So here it says, even, in a, even if a factory is clean and has great air circulation, the chemicals used in the process can be dangerous. Here's what you should be worried about. Lead, first of all, a fairly common ingredient in many uh, brightly colored dye pigments. So the dye that your brand new clothes may have lead in it. So if you haven't washed it yet, it's just sitting there, able to leach into your skin. Uh, formaldehyde. Uh, which is a known carcinogen, meaning it could cause cancer, is often used in non-wrinkle garments. Wow. PFCs, a floral carbon-based water repellent, and AZO dispersed dye, a carcinogenic synthetic dye that is easily absorbed by the skin and is linked to contact dermatitis. Oh, that's that is crazy, dude. So all of these things can either be intentionally put into your clothes as part of the manufacturing process, or they're saying just in the factories, uh, other things can get on your clothes and seep into it. So, yeah, words of the wise. You should always wash brand new clothes. The comforter that you're sleeping in, oh like yeah, either naked or down to your pajamas or whatever, I would definitely be washing that. That's like a hotel comforter. But like listen, that. dude. How, really? Honestly, tell me how I how, tell me how I do that. I gotta I gotta buy it brand new and then take it and have it dry cleaned. It's way too big for me to wash. You can't. It's not a cover that you can take off. No, it's mm -hmm. a full thing. Then yeah, Seinfeld. To, I'd get on down to the dry cleaners and uh, hope. For oh, the go to the, go to the laundromat. Use one of those oversized washers. Yeah. I mean, you got to wash that thing at some point. How long do you go washing comforters just with your own sweat and stink and skin cells all over it? Uh, the dog and the cat both sleep on the bed with us. So it's usually about, I do the actual comforter once a month. Is that well, too much? No, I think that's no. probably fine, but I would do that first one sooner than later if I was you. Yeah. I mean, I have animals sleeping on my bed too. I always have, uh, but I always, I make sure I have a clean sheet and not only is it between me and the comforter, but I always wrap it up and around the comforter. So my face is never touching my comforter cover. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing is like uh, once I go have it dry cleaned, 
those my pets are walking around on the floor with no shoes on obviously yeah, which is kind of uh, gross but they don't have lead on them or pfcs or for sure <laughs> Dude, this gives me a great idea that we should be starting some sort of class action lawsuits against these people who put lead in our clothing i don't know do you know any good attorneys we could talk to I do, dude. Screw and, this uh, talk show. This is a lot of work. Out. Let's just do a class action lawsuit, man. Yeah, let's just go do a class action. That's crazy. Well, I'll start washing, Steve. I promise you. I'm looking out for you. Okay. I know. I feel it. All right. I think that's the end of my dots connecting. Are you guys? No, I got here? one more dot to connect while we were speaking of comedians. Uh, yes, any thoughts ahead. on uh, Trevor Noah leaving The Daily Show? I know you're very upset about it, and I feel bad for you. Uh, Trevor Noah is cool, but I don't, I don't know why. I was a devout uh, Daily Show with John Stewart fan, and when yes. John Stewart left, I, I didn't keep watching the show. And that's not a knock on Trevor because I've seen a lot of his clips circulating online, and he's a great host and he's funny. But I don't know something about it. That was just the point in my life. I kind of got out of the Daily Show. Um, hmm. So uh, you never watched it with him. Uh, like I said, I, I see a lot of the segments circulated online and I watch them. And I've seen actually, I think, one or two of Trevor's stand-up specials. Cool right. guy, funny guy. I like him. He's good on The Daily Show. But I'm just not personally sucked into it, so I don't have a strong opinion for you, Nick. Yeah, no, I get it. What about you, Brewski? I, same thing. I mean, I like some of his stand-up stuff. When he does the impersonation of both Obama and um, um, Nelson Mandela, it's – yeah. Top notch, top notch stuff. Yeah, 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 but he just—I didn't connect with him that much on the Daily Show. I like some of the jokes that are written on the Daily Show, but I think that's less about him delivering them and the jokes themselves. Because they have—they have a good—they have a good, have a good have writing staff, great, you know. Great team of writers, yes, yeah. for sure. And a lot of them are going to stick around, so it'll be great. Uh, anyone you'd like to see take the chair? Either of you? Either of us, yes, I think would be perfect to take that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Brewski in that fucking chair, dude. That'd be a wonderful daily show. Oh, I have goodness. no opinion on the matter. However, obviously, I hope they pick someone good because the daily show is funny. It is topical. They make a lot of good points. So, yeah, I hope this isn't the death blow. I hope that, like when Stewart left, they find someone good and competent. So, uh, I'm curious. Do you have any strong opinions? Or are, you, are you crying yourself to sleep at night right now? Uh, I don't have strong opinions yet. I mean, I'm bummed out about it, but uh, he's thinking, I mean, some of the names that are being tossed around is like Rory Wood Jr., who I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I guess I don't know what he would be like as a host, per se. I don't know if he could hold the whole show on his shoulders. Uh, they're also talking maybe Jordan Kepler, who I think is really funny. And there's a possibility I think he could do it. Well, he, he does bits on there, doesn't he? Like where he goes to like Trump rallies and things. Yeah, yeah. that's what he's definitely yeah. most famous for. So maybe they yeah. promote him. Are we going to give it to a white guy, though? Come on. Well, what oh, about talking Sam about Samantha B. Maybe uh, that, that was another thing. What about Samantha B? She did. She had a full frontal. Well, that show's done, though, I think. I think it got canceled. No, it, it, it did. But so she's what I mean by that is that she's hosted a show yes. like that. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. And she's funny. Uh, I just don't know if she's I don't know if she's right pick or not. I guess, you know what I hope they'll do, actually, is like Jeopardy did after Alex Trebek died. I hope they have people come and try out for it and see how the public responds to him for a month and then 
pick my Mbialik, dude. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's somebody good. I'm a huge Daily Show fan, so uh, I hope they do good things with it. Speaking of the Daily Show and the retired John Stewart, the last dot in my stack to connect yeah. is: Have you seen his interview or his new show? Uh, are you talking about his Apple show? Is that the, his new one? Yes. No, I, I don't have Apple TV. And yeah. I know you've offered to share your password, which I shouldn't mention. But uh, yeah. no, no, I haven't seen it. I, you know, John Stewart's great <laughs> and funny. Obviously, uh, I know he disappeared for a while there, and now he seems to be kind of getting back to relevant again. So that's good. Well, but, but he also he also did that did all that work though to to get the legislation passed for the burn pits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's done he a lot for the nine eleven. Working with nine eleven people. He's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's really become. Uh, you know, somewhat of a humanitarian trying to get things taken care of where other people have dropped the ball. This latest show that he had on Apple TV uh, was just so masterfully done. He sat down with the uh, Arkansas AG Rutledge and talked about this bill that they had uh, just signed uh, about transgender youth and that they are saying basically that if a doctor tells you that, you know, this is what it would take to start your transition process, if you're dealing with um, <clears throat> any any stretch of things to completely transition or just you want to get on hormones at any level, you can't do it anymore in Arkansas. They've changed that bill where there is a medical association that even uh, Rutledge during this interview couldn't name. It's in the paperwork somewhere, John. Uh, but they it's basically like the same groups who will pray the gay away, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, so it's a huge thing. And he held her feet to the fire with a calmness that was so eerie and made her look so stupid, but the bill's already signed in. Hmm. Listen, we need, uh, I was upset when Stewart went away, kind of like Obama going away. Like we need as many smart liberals out there fighting the good fight as we can. So, uh, I know Obama had to bow out for, uh, you know, the etiquette of being the former president, but John Stewart, sure. he should come back. He should keep, uh, ringing that bell, getting vocal and all that stuff. Cause he's funny. He's smart. And, uh, yeah, we need as much of that as we can get. And I'll tell you, Steve, like if you can find somebody, not that I would never share a, a password like that with anyone, but if you can find someone to share a password to Apple TV with you, yes. uh, I, I think Apple TV is all the help they can get. So. <laughs> yeah, but I know you will really, really like this show. So check it out. Duly noted. I'll, boot I'll start washing my clothes. Yes, there you go. That's our deal for today. <laughs> okay, good. I'll save good. your skin and you can save my soul with some good John Stewart. So. Speaking of skin, well, let me connect another dot. Oh, yeah. Do you see the synergy, people? <laughs> <laughs> you heard anything about the uh, skin snake of Antonio Brown, Brewski? Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, it's recent. I don't know what any of those words meant. <laughs> Uh, so Antonio, Antonio Brown is a psycho X wide receiver that played for the Steelers and the Raiders and the Patriots briefly. And then the, the Buccaneers and, um, no, and what's up with his skin snake. <laughs> so Antonio Brown was just recently in Dubai and was swimming. And he was at a resort hotel that was uh, like, there were quite a few people in the pool. 
and he was in the pool and he's hanging out lounging. And at some point decides to take his swimming trunks off. Not surprising. And he's got this very large skin snake, just kind of like he's got his hips, uh, you know, posted up towards the top of the water. So it's just kind of like old Nessie <laughs> hanging out. Is this a, use, uh, a euphemism for his <laughs> yes. dick? Yes, it yes, is. Yes, dude. He's completely got his pants I thought maybe on. he had a tattoo of a you know snake or his skin <laughs> no. snake or something. So, okay, so he's at a hotel, a resort in Dubai, and he just goes free balling? Yes, and there's these, uh, he's got his dick kind of floating on the water, and it's a large unit. There's all these women around that get very uncomfortable. Sure. And one of them may have been drinking and she starts laughing. She's kind of an uncomfortable laugh. Oh boy. But he pops it up even further out of the water. And he was like that for 15 minutes, just kept kind of bouncing. No, I mean, it looked, it's huge, but it's just kind of bobbing on on the top of the pool. See, like a dead body. He's looking for attention. That's all it is. It's everything always with him. It's always about getting him attention. Yeah. They frown on this in Dubai or is this what happens over there? I've never uh, been. No, I I believe that they probably, they definitely frown on upon that. I mean, they have morality police. Yes. I mean, if a woman shows her face, she can be beaten to death. But this guy just goes uh, free Johnson out. And what happened to him? Uh, Well, I mean, there's just kind of coming down on him. He's saying it was a joke and everything else. But uh, yeah, so far, nothing has has happened to him. I don't know if he will be allowed back at that hotel or what. But uh, yep. Nope. Interesting. It might have just been a flotation device, you know, safety, safety first. Could have been. I'm sure the hotel, as long as his credit card still will pay for the room <laughs> yeah, that right. hotel but because du- dubai they're just all about the money yeah, yeah. You got, as yeah. long as you have the money and you can pay for it they'll let you do whatever you want if you're a guy. Not- yes yes exactly. yes you're that's exactly right it was an odd experience going to dubai i was nervous about actually going there uh, because, you know, I had read all this stuff on the Internet, like, oh, if you and your wife are walking down the street, you can't hold hands, you can't kiss in public and you can be the morality police can't arrest you for it and throw you in jail. So I was like treated Rachel like a roommate while <laughs> in Dubai, dude. I was like, this is pre pandemic, but I'm like six feet apart, dude. I don't I don't want to touch you. I don't want to. High five, baby. High five. Did she ever start like, you know, arguing with you and you're like, listen, woman, I need you to respect the local customs. (laughs) Cover your face. Pipe down. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Dubai is a little crazy. And it's always a good reminder of the difference in countries. Like in this country, you may make fun of a woman for being a bad driver. In that country, they'll fucking kill you. Okay. Or throw you in jail or whatever. Take your face covering off and you will be murdered. I mean, they're standing up for a lot of that across the nation now. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I hear they've got great uh, hotels and all that stuff there. Is it true that people abandon sports cars on the streets of Dubai? It is true. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The the guy that picked us up in an Uber uh, when we got to Dubai to take us to our resort, uh, I happened to mention out of conversation because it was I think it was like a 40 minute drive that Rachel 
was an attorney at some point i said some he asked something i said something about it dude that guy locked on and basically asked us if uh we could do some paperwork up uh to get him over to the states like a lot of people that are in dubai are stuck they can't get out of dubai and they come over there to make money for their family to send it back to them and they'll just be there forever you know they'll never be able to go back home wow and did Rachel take out the briefcase and write up the documents? Rachel was like <laughs> elbowing me on my fucking side, like shut your fucking mouth, dude. Right. Don't tell anyone I'm an attorney. Uh, she's not a very good attorney, so no. yeah, she won't work for you. She's it's a yeah. woman. I mean, come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even have a face covering on. Like, right. come on. She's lost it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a world we live in. You know? Indeed. Brewski, you got your movie tickets to go see bros? I don't, but I've heard good things about it. You have. I got to tell you, I'm. On, I just want to go see this movie just so I can help. You know, toe the line. Uh, yeah. Tell me why, Steve. Specifically, I'm interested. Well, so here's the deal. So, Bros, if you don't know, is the first uh, romantic comedy about two gay guys. And right. the first weekend, it came out and it bombed. And it's because it didn't bomb. It just didn't. No, it bombed. Why do you say that? How much did it make? Oh, it made well, well, well under what the movie was even a fraction of what it cost. So that's considered okay. to be a major bomb. I mean, okay. it made a few million, but it cost like 30 or 40 million to make. And the oh. guy, and I, I can't remember his name. Billy Eichner. Okay. So he came out and basically said not enough straight people were willing to show up. Right. Certain parts of the country they did. I'm assuming that's the West Coast, but the rest didn't. And this is the problem. Like you get progressive enough that some big company decided to fund a movie about a gay romantic comedy. But now that it bombs, they're never going to do it again, or it's going to be, you know, generations Years. before yeah. it happens again. So yeah. right. I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a funny movie or not. I don't go see any romantic comedy, but I hate to see the gay community. Uh, taken on the chin like that in a way they're not used to and uh, <laughs> so uh, it seems like it would be a good a good thing to go on and support the cause right Honestly, all right yeah. Bruce, will you feel the same yeah absolutely absolutely yeah okay but now it's been out for like two weeks so i don't know it's probably too late i'll just buy it on dvd 20 times does that equal it out or something yeah, support it in some way, because I agree with you. I think it sucks. And like you said, it'll probably be generations before uh, a huge company decides to take a risk yes. on showing gay people on screen. You know. I've had this debate with my uh, firstborn where they feel that if a movie is about a transgendered person, that they have to hire a transgendered actor sure. to be the lead. And I no. understand the what the sentiment there is, but first of all, acting is supposed to be acting. You're supposed to play something that you're not. Right. But I try to explain to Neo that, you know, so if they're going to cast Scarlett Johansson in this movie, they do that because it's a business and they need to sell movie tickets. And if you cast a famous person in the lead, this movie has a chance of succeeding. If you cast a transgender person that no one's ever heard of, no one's going to go buy tickets to this movie and then they're never going to do something like that again. So it is a business and you got to be smart about it. So if Scarlett Johansson wants to play a transgendered person and sell some tickets, that's better for the ultimate cause of having movies made like this than it is for this niche cause of let's have transgendered people only play transgendered roles. A hundred percent. I mean, and it, it spans across the board because uh, um, Chris, not Chris Rock, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Remember when he did the movie uh, with the guy from Breaking Bad and he was in a, a quadriplegic? I don't, but go ahead. 
So people were all up in arms in that in that community. Not uh, all up in legs, though. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't open the real, door like that for it's me. It's gonna be Sorry. real hot down there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dark Horse and I are going straight to hell. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, at any rate, they were like, "Why didn't you hire a quadriplegic to play this part? You know, like if you wanted something authentic, we don't get very many chances and positions." I understand the sentiment, but Steve, if you're hundred percent right, like it's more important to get that story out there and hopefully you can change a mind or change a life or, you know, I I understand wanting representation on the screen and that's what's too bad about bros is that gay people finally got a little representation and yeah, it didn't do very well. That sucks. Yeah. And I'm told it's a funny movie too. I don't think that's the reason it didn't do well. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember that movie, My Left Foot? Say it again. The movie, My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, or Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to find... I mean, it would be easier to find somebody to that was autistic, I suppose, to play Rain Man. But how are you going to find somebody to accurately portray the guy in My Left Foot that has the same kind of affliction? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not like you can find... Just go out there and... There's a lot of people who have that. Right. That's the other problem. You know, an actor, I don't know a really famous transgender actor who's risen to the top of the box office that they could be cast in the lead. And I would actually argue Dustin Hoffman, like, you can't just find anyone who's autistic out there. What famous actor is there that can sell tickets? And they're not acting at that point, by the way. Like, they're they're being themselves. Right. You can't find another person who's been stuck on an island for like, uh, oh, what's that Wilson movie, dude? Castaway? <laughs> Castaway. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Like they didn't find a guy who had actually been stuck and abandoned on an island. Uh, I, 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 Like you said, Nick, I get the sentiment. Sure. And maybe down the road, there will be a whole community of transgendered actors or whatever that are now able to be box office stars. But if you want the story told, if you want the movie made, it is a business. You got to sell tickets. So they're going to cast Dustin Hoffman or Tom Cruise or whatever and let them act let them be something they are not is that did neo take that i mean uh they're my offspring so they don't like to back down in a debate they like to dig their heels in but you know i i think it registered a little bit so yeah that's all i can hope for with kids and and the thing about a trans community versus like say like an asian community you can find plenty of asian actors who can play an asian Yes. Uh, character, yeah. there, there, like you said, there aren't a lot of transgender yes. people in the acting world that, that you that can play these parts. And do they have to prove they're transgender in the movie? I mean, do I have to see genitalia so I know they're authentic? Like, how far are we to take that? I'll take your word for it. Exactly. So. Yeah. 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 And there you go. And now you know. All right. Well, I'm gonna go see Bros. I wish we were all in the same city so we could go see it together. Yeah. Well. But we can't. We can't. I'll get it on Netflix. We can do a little popcorn party. We'll all get on FaceTime with each other and watch some bros. Oh, I mean, nice. I like that a lot. Maybe give some uh, back rubs somewhere in there. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Brewski, uh, what was the deal last night with your uh, soda fountain shop? You went to a parlor last night of sorts, <laughs> did you? Talking about his giant bowl of ice cream? Is that what you're yes. Oh, that, yes. yeah. So my sister and I went to this restaurant at Foxwoods and on top of selling regular food there, this particular place has a big like 
like dessert menu like you wouldn't like you wouldn't believe it was like a like a advertisement and um, a billboard size menus oh my god yeah it's awesome dude yeah and i decided well i'm going to get myself a sunday it was well, a classic sunday dude. not just any sunday from what i saw yeah yeah and the, and the thing was here i mean i had no idea it was going to be that big <laughs> what did uh sister brewski take down Oh, she just said, well, I mean, I had, that was after I had a double cheeseburger and fries. Nice. Okay. So yeah. I had a double cheeseburger and fries. And, uh, and then I said, well, I'm going to get some dessert. And she had a chicken, a grilled chicken sandwich. And then that dessert came and they gave us two spoons, but my sister wanted no part of it. She was all set and I ate every last bit of it. Did you good? Did you eat the cherries that were on top? The gummy oh, cherries the, the gummy cherries uh, yes i did those look like testicles the picture you sent us <laughs> yeah i know they, they were, <laughs> yeah it was it was the, those weren't like, but the rest of the, the ice cream was fantastic but it was huge yeah it was big oh now you are a champion <laughs> nice job <laughs> oh my god i'll go get hey. one of those tonight so i can put on a few pounds well, you, you know, need they, to do it harness you gotta do it <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working uh, on it. All right. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Anyone have any final thoughts? We're approaching our cutoff time again. Okay. Bruski, anything uh, that I can't live without from you tonight? Other no. than just your normal winty, witty banter? No, no, not, nothing left. Nothing left. I mean, I, I gave you all the details about the Hall and Oates thing. I was disappointed. Yeah, too bad, dude. Although, well. although now next week I've got uh, a metal weekend going on, and that's part of the reason why I was weird about the scheduling for next week. Well, uh, who are you going to see? Who's who's the metal? So Sunday night, I'm going to see uh, Priest, Fifty uh-huh. Years of Metal. Okay, wow. and, and then the next night, Maiden. Uh-huh. Really? Wow. Yes. Is yeah. you, are you going solo? Yes, to both. Wow. And the priest. But so is Rob Halford still too. alive and kicking? Uh, yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. And actually, the the, the priest show. I'm actually. I have a general admission ticket, and I'm going to be right down front. I'm getting to the concert venue really early, so I can just be right up front and be there for for the show. Nice. Good for you, dude. Yeah. You go to a lot of concerts, Bruski. It's good. <laughs> it's it's a metal weekend and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm seeing the opposite this friday uh yeah right before pandemic i bought rachel concert tickets for her birthday for one of her favorite bands and obviously got canceled in pandemic well they're playing on friday night here in seattle so we're gonna go see them i uh, haven't seen them uh pet shop boys oh okay. that's cool and uh race is on that tour too uh who sings bizarre love triangle brewski new order new order yeah new order and uh pet shop boys that's who yeah uh, that's that's the, the unity uh, tour that, that i've heard good things about that you erasers on that tour now i'll see them on friday i thought they were okay maybe they are you yeah. know what's so funny? You ask who's saying new love triangle or whatever. I have no idea. Yet I host the totally 80s drive at five every day on my radio station. <laughs> yeah, bizarre love triangle. I like that track. Uh, I maybe know seven songs at this concert as far as I know. But Rachel did say that it's Pet Shop Boys was one of the most fun concerts she's ever been to. Yeah. And this was her reasoning. She said that 
the majority of the audience will be gay men and they uh, nonstop dance through the oh. whole show. Mm-hmm. So she's excited for that. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll let well, you guys know. And, you know, I'm hoping that New Order plays Love Vigilantes. Mm. If you if you ever get a chance, Nick, uh, look at the lyrics to that to that song. All right, it's it's not it's not what you what you think it is. It's actually okay. a pretty, pretty serious. Pretty serious topic, actually. You know, let me okay. plant a seed for a future uh, episode of the Vocal Minority. Worst musical decade, starting in the fifties on forward. Wow, I have a you very can, solid you want me answer. To tell you now or later? Uh, you can give me your brief answer, but let's uh, let's debate this some other episode. Yeah. What what what, do you, what is it? What decade is the worst musical decade? From and by worst, I don't now. necessarily mean like it's terrible, but comparing fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties today. Yeah, what's the worst musical decade? Today, I mean, if it is 2000 yeah. to 2022, mm-hmm. is that today? Yeah, yes. I mean, you I might would be say, right, actually. Yeah. Yep. I would say like 2005 through 2015 was the worst decade of music. Yeah, I mean, rock opinion. music has taken it on the chin in, in recent years. Uh, you're, yeah, you're probably right. My traditional answer is the 80s. And it's funny because, Ooh. like I said, I host the Totally 80s. And on our radio station, Nick hosts the 90s at noon. And I'm so jealous that you got the significantly better musical decade. I really don't like the 80s, yet I host the whole show. So You know what? We should do a Friday, call a Friday swap, dude. You should do 90s at 5, and I should do the 80s at yeah, noon. We should. Anytime yeah. I fill in for Nick, I love doing the 90s at noon because it's the best hour of music we do every day. And, uh, yeah, and then I go and suck it up and do the 80s. And I like I mean, there's good stuff in the 80s. It's not all terrible, but as compared, I hate the keyboard synthesizer side of the 80s. I love, I love the Metallica it. side or some of the good rock bands that were going, but yeah, the glam side of the 80s, I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, you're not going to like this concert I'm going to on Friday. <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> guys- that's all right. You guys have fun. <laughs> Thank Did, you. Do you guys play the Ghost Town by the Specials? No. I try to stick really? to the rock side of it for the 80s, you know? give it a listen sometime if you don't know the song off i don't know that i do no, no. It's, it's a it's a ska classic and um and it was in a lot of the guy, it already the it's guy a ska classic is that what you just said ska yeah ska yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 a really it's a really good song <laughs> hey brewski are we going in your opinion with <laughs> you don't like ska music Carnes? uh it's like reggae like you play it for 30 seconds and it's just not a loop over and over upbeats right. i get it oh okay fair enough <laughs> uh, listen brewski is it the german or american version from nina 99 red balloons I like the German version better. I do too. I do too. And you know why? I'll tell why? you why I like the German version better. It proves my long-running theory that lyrics don't really matter because you mm. can sing in a different language and it's still a big hit because it's not about the words, it's about well, the melody. Well, do you, sure. do, you, do, you guys, do you guys play the, the uh, Falco version of De Commissar? No. No. Why not? There's no Harness Falco. Go <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Listen, Brewski, Harness has given me full permission, unspoken. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You get this in writing? Permission <laughs> to play <laughs> as deep as I want on the 90s at noon. But yeah, that's okay. the only hour that, you know, that we go crazy. Okay. I, I'll Unless give you, you tune into our mornings, yes. then we don't I, exist. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a '90s song, and I'll ask if you guys play it. Okay? Yes, please. All right, mix the man, so you talk to him. Gray Cell Green by Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Nope. 
but I'm I, but I'm willing. I'm willing. Send okay. it to me. He's uh, saying no, okay. as if we don't play it currently. Yeah, I don't play it. it. I'm just not. I, I'm not even familiar with it. Cut your hair by pavement. Yes, I play that, dude. Good for you. Um, gentleman by the Afghan wigs. Yes, plays oh, some. I love the play Afghan some Afghan. sunny day real estate. Uh, okay, all right. So yeah, yeah, we go We've a little good deeper 90s. into the nineties. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. Nick and I yeah. are experts in the topic, so. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll, I'll most of it came from our personal collections. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, these are our CDs that we've uploaded. Exactly. And we still look like we uh, dress from the 90s. So it all connects back together. Yeah. When I turned uh, when I turned 40, was that my 40th birthday party? Yeah. Yeah. Steve flew in from uh, uh, Tahoe to come to my surprise me for my 40th. It was a surprise party and it was a 90s party. Yeah. Steve and I pretty much had the same exact outfit on and I didn't get ready for the party. I didn't even know it was a 90s. (laughs) It was a surprise party for Nick. So he showed up just dressed how he dresses. I was dressed identical to him and it wasn't hard because that's just how I dress still. So we we both both had had red flannels, flannels (laughs) torn jeans. (laughs) I'm literally wearing ripped jeans right now (laughs) as we sit here on this show and I love them. Yeah. And they're back in fashion again, according to my teenagers. So it all works out. You know, at, at my 40th birthday, we did a 70s party since I was born in 71. Yeah. Um, but I also decided that I needed to uh, stay true to the um, uh, the age I was turning. Okay. So I, I stocked my refrigerator full of 40 ounces of beer. Like what kind? Old English or? Everything I could get my hands on. I had All a right. variety. All yeah. Right. Bud, Old English, Oli. um I couldn't find any crazy horse, unfortunately. They don't make that anymore. Uh, Mickey's. Right. Hides, yeah. A little malt everything. liker. Oh, my God. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am in 40s. Nothing like a little alcohol poisoning for your 40s. <laughs> right? For whatever reason. Well, when we were in the 90s, I believe. Yeah, it was in maybe 1990 or 91 when Boys in the Hood came out. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My whole town decided that we would start drinking 40s, like oldie 40s. Yeah. So we we used to guzzle uh, a 40 before we went to school. Oh. And then oh. we, would gu- we would guzzle another 40 at lunchtime. Oh. So just, uh, you know what that does to your stomach, dude? I mean, yeah, it was not great decisions, but some of the best times of my life. <laughs> I am so lucky I didn't start smoking pot or drinking alcohol until I like literally the last day of my senior year. I never would have graduated. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been kids dangerous. are listening. Wait till your last week of high school before you start any of that shit. Yeah. The worst that can happen with that pot is someone get me some Cheetos. <laughs> right. Just get a little hungry. Otherwise, I'm all for the boys in the hood. Bitches ain't shit, yeah. but hoes yeah. and tricks. It's <laughs> my new mantra. All right. Oh, uh, hey, speaking of which, just real quick, I'll throw this into the end of the podcast, hoping some other people have stopped listening. Uh, Brewski, the uh, the ghosting I was getting from the lawyer, it's done. Oh. The date is on the books. Yes. Oh, yeah, a specific right. date. Yes. Oh yeah, we got a Fantastic. date at the time, all set up. It's a couple all of right. away. But uh, it's all I need. So okay. Suicide Girl is back on the shelf, everyone. I'm not screwing around with any of that stuff until I uh, know what's going on with the yeah, law. You got to okay. treat this one right. You got to be careful. Well, you have to. You know, you have we to learn talking, Fly Eagles Fly. You have to learn it. 
Yeah, you're going to have to teach me that, the Eagles song. So, you know, uh, we were talking earlier about our cheating guy and STDs and diseases and all that stuff. Well, you know, I had mentioned that that was uh, in my ex's repertoire. She was capable of cheating. And so when the relationship ended, I started to wonder, like, was there someone else? And I don't know if there was, but oh boy, my point is I went out and got tested for every STD they can possibly test for. And I got a 100% clean bill of health, oh, even the dude. type of hepatitis that 80% of us have. I don't even have that. Congratulations. So I'm not messing around with anyone. I'm going to keep this clean bill of health going until I know if second date material is going to go somewhere. If it doesn't, then I'll go out and start banging everything. But otherwise, I'm keeping my clean bill of health for now. And I, I got the date on the calendar. Looking forward to it. Good for you, dude. Good for you. Good times. I'm glad to hear it. And by the way, I got her name, profession, and city wrong. Her name is Sarah. She's a plumber, and she lives in uh, Fallon, Nevada. Fallon? Okay. Wow. All right. (laughs) Just so no one can find her. A tradeswoman. Yes, exactly. Are you still listening? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so that's uh, that's what I know for now. Everyone out there in uh, podcasting and social media land, we appreciate you tuning in. Continue to spread the good word for us. Tell people, share stuff online, and reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Yes, please, dude. Don't be a brewski. That, but being, <laughs> being a brewski <laughs> means not listening to the podcast in Boston. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right. You're listening now, dude. So we can see you on the map, brewski. That's right. Better late than never. There was some actor I saw once where someone was like, you know, do you ever go watch your movies? And he was like, why would I? I already know how it ends. Like, I was there making it. Why would I go watch it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, we're just trying to get the dots on the map, brewski. Come on. Right. So you keep it up. Your son's pulling the weight for your family. So let's. Uh, let's I guess you so. Can. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Yeah, find us on uh, all the social media. Go to our website, thevocalminority.net. Uh, champions, we'll figure out a schedule for next week, and we'll uh, be back then. Greetings and salutations. Yes, there you go. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Get your hot dogs here. Long, long winners. Brisky's already at his other job. <laughs> This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. 